We are the Adventuring Guild. We are the Adventuring Guild. We are the Adventuring Guild. And this is the Home Brew Review. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. Last week we had a ton of fun, and I know we didn't get to do nearly as much as what everybody wanted, especially breaking down doors, walls, etc. So uh, maybe we can turn that around this time. With me once again is Lydia, Micah, Stygius, and Zero. And we are going to go ahead and do something a little bit different this time for 15th level. And we are going to let everybody introduce themselves in reverse order, because we're crazy here. So, <laughs> Zero, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your character and the changes that happened from last week. Hello, Zero, returning here, playing Sickus, uh, the wizard golemancer. Uh, biggest notable change is an upgrade to my uh, armored... Uh, what is effectively a mech, you know, power armor. Uh, I have a shield guardian this time. I felt that was probably the most well-rounded option available uh, at this point. I uh, could have taken a clay golem, but I don't know. I like shield guardian. Uh, we're at what 15th level now, so I've got new spells, a uh, couple new, couple new features that may or may not pop up. Uh, but mostly, you know, just wizard things. Got uh, got a shiny new armor and a uh, thicker spell book. Fantastic. Uh, let's see. Next in line is Stygius. Goodness, I haven't finished arranging my dice yet. What am I going to do? <laughs> uh, well, Dunkle Pesterbottom is back to cause more mischief mayhem and promote the words of the cult. I am playing the cultist, combo rogue warlock, and my big bonuses this week are I gained a third Eldritch Blast Bolt, which is fun, and as per the cultist class, I can sneak attack with it, uh, but my favorite bit that I earned is Eldritch Shift, so every turn after I cast a spell, when I end the turn, I can roll a d6, and on a 4, 5, or a 6, I can teleport up to 15 feet, so I'm going to wow. be a dodgy little pew-pew <laughs> zap kind of a guy. And other than that, it's just roguey, roguey goodness. That could get crazy intense and I possibly hope. and possibly be a way to get out of some pretty ridiculous like grapples and holds and stuff like that if you really needed to. You know, really, that is what I'm kind of thinking is like I can like little, literally walk up, get myself into some stupid predicaments, just take a pot <laughs> shot and then teleport up into a tree. I mean, hey, <laughs> no joke. Who doesn't That's like crazy. a sneak attack? That's fantastic. I that that would definitely be something that would be an interesting battle for the DM to try and handle because that teleportation thing can be so situationally powerful and, and it could get pretty insane. So that is awesome. All right, uh, let's see. Next up is Micah. Hello, comrades. It's time once again for your instructional tutorial on how to bring down all of the mightiest walls and statues. Um, once again, bringing back our lovely 
Minotaur, Siege Engine Barbarian, Dimitri Kavroya. Um, more Barbarian shenanigans coming up. I'm a little bit uh, uh, more bulky in the health department and classic 15th level Barbarian stuff with the rage that just doesn't end. Um, however, the, the, the big key features that we're looking forward to using this time around are hoping to finally take advantage of the battlefield eye that I got at level 6 because at level 14 it also gives me advantage on my attack rolls against enemies. Um, not to mention that now my horrifying siege sling bumps up to 4d10 damage and the Warmaster ability at 14th level triples that damage against non-magical structures and objects. So, <laughs> um, yeah, this is gonna get uh, this is gonna get kind of fun. The other thing I'm really hoping that I can kind of bring into play is something that I have not done much with, and that is the fact that I am playing a Minotaur, and Minotaurs have horns, and those horns <clears throat> can deal damage, but because I like to throw rocks at people from distance, I haven't really been using the, the Minotaur's benefits to charging and goring with the horns, so I might throw that in here in a, at some point in time if I don't think it'll hurt us too badly to have that reduced damage output, just to just kind of show it off a little bit. Well, and that might actually end up coming in handy for this one, because there will be some smaller rooms where ranged combat would be a little bit impractical. Uh, I know there's not really a, a legitimate penalty for it, but uh, there could be some situations where that would be helpful. So, uh, let's see here. Now to Lydia. Ah, yes. Welcome back to Paul's embrace. And he does not project you. He embraces all who feel fear, who feel terror. Right now, though, we're, we're advanced to level 15. We've got a, a, basically a few new basic cleric abilities, but otherwise, um, the uh, classes for cleric don't really advance in these levels. Uh, mostly what is empowered when I already had prisons. Uh, I took a feat. I got a bunch of new spells, which will be fun to play with. And let's see if I get to have a bit more fun with the abilities I already had present. Especially with their uh, quite new heightened state. Should be fun. <laughs> All right, then. So we will go ahead then and get started. And as everybody has said, we are level 15. So we only have one more episode after this. And uh, we will then start a new group up and see what happens there. So where you guys are starting this time, you guys have just climbed like 35,000 stairs or something ridiculous like that, uh, all the way up to this floating fortress in the sky. Uh, it is a massive structure, as you can see from the map there. And uh, you guys will be entering in in what the map shows as the top right-hand corner. There's a set of stairs coming up. So that is where we will all be starting. I guess we can go ahead and uh, start. Who would be taking the lead with climbing these 75,000 stairs or whatever the heck it ends up being? I'm impervious to becoming tired, so I'd have no problem. I'd like to quickly say something before we advance up the stairs. Go I ahead. would like to bring you all together here, and I would like to invite you all to engage in a prayer with me uh, to Lord Paul, if that would be fine with all of you and yes. everybody. <clears throat> King of all things and enslaver of all men, defiler of all lives, 
We resist your call. We resist your chains. We resist your love. We shall overcome. For our collective will is stronger than even yours. You shall never have power us, and we invite you to try. We shall forevermore be outside your will. Amen. Amen. That is amazing. I love it when players actually take the the speech and run with it because that is they are always amazing or silly or whatever. And that one was a very good one. Did you say 20 temporary hit points? Yeah, it's Holy my level cow. plus my charisma modifier, which is 15 plus 5, so 20 temp hit points. I have 190 hit points. <laughs> I promise you won't have them for too long. Do, do, I, do I still get all 20 if I had my fingers crossed during the prayer? <laughs> if, you get extra for that, actually. Oh, all right. <laughs> I feel like I would, I, would, I would be turning my back on... Uh, on the Archfey, you know, whom I worship in the cult, if I truly gave in to the prayer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, after that inspiring speech, and it looks like according to Zero in the Discord chat, once again, if you are not a part of our Discord, you should be because you can listen to us record and see all the fun stuff that we post here. Um, so... Uh, Zero is charging up ahead the stairs, and he sees, and all of you eventually see, a portcullis of hardened steel seals the top of the stairs. The ground around the portcullis is scorched as if by burning oil or a magical fire. Magical portcullis. I, uh... <laughs> I, holler, I holler down the steps. So we, There's a door in the way. If it's not magical, I will deal with. I need you to move the door. I can forcefully move the door. <laughs> Bob? Yes. I would like to stand back and use my siege sling to attack the door. Go for it. Do you want me to roll the hit or just roll my my damage? Oh, just roll your damage. Yeah, I'm not worried about the to hit. Is it, ma- is it yep. magical? It is not, you lucky dog. Um, so that's going to be uh, 12d10 damage. What? So yep. that's <laughs> he is literally bringing down the castle with this hit. This is where we all roll for acrobatics to see if he can survive a several mile have an long average fight. of sixty. Seems good. He's gonna break through it. I just want to show off these numbers that you roll with non-magical things because it is a fantastic ability. So let me let me get out my calculator real quick. I'm hit. Do you know the uh, uh, that was a three five book like the compendium of uh, uh, magical weapons that like grow with you? I forget the name of it. Weapons of Legacy. Weapons of Legacy, yeah. There's a fucking sling in there that was just basically meant to knock shit down. You you should have that, too. Oh, that was only an average roll. Uh, That is actually an even hundred hit points dealt to the door, Bob. Holy shit. There was a portcullis there, and your masterful ability to tear things down, uh, when you slung that, it hit the portcullis and just the right angle that the rock that you had in there shatters into a thousand tiny pieces and just shreds every bit of metal that was in that portcullis gate and there is nothing but a fine iron dust settling to the ground in front of you. And I just holler knock knock! 
<laughs> Just for reference, the portcullis had 20 hit points. <laughs> I wanted to start off with a bang, and you definitely delivered that. All right, so you walk through where that portcullis previously stood, and you guys see in front of you. Basically, uh, what this is, is you guys enter in through that staircase at the very top of the map there. There is a very large blue tower kind of in the center, and then there are several green towers that are holding up a domed glass ceiling type thing uh, above that whole area there. So from where you are standing in front of the portcullis, there are three small guard towery looking things that are set into the walls on the other side of the courtyard. There is a very large tower next to you, and you see another uh, towery looking shape on the side of that big blue towery thing. And you don't really have a good view of what's behind that. So which way would you guys like to go? Would you like to just cut across the courtyard or check out the tower closest to you? Or what all would you guys like to do? I am most interested in the towery thing closest to me. All right, so you guys uh, just kind of sidle along that rounded wall there to what would be your uh, guys' right as you exit that staircase. And let's see here, number four. All right, so this uh, hundred, this tower is roughly 100 feet tall. There is a door set into the outside of it. You are not exactly sure uh, if it is locked or not without trying it, but there is, as I said, a door set right there at ground level. Politely knock on door. <laughs> so you demolish one and then... Yes. <laughs> okay, um, so uh, politely knocking, are you going to be doing damage with that politely knocking, or is that legitimate polite knock? No, I'm going to politely knock. Is, is, a, is a door is, is to be knocked on. Okay. Uh, you knock on said door, and uh, nobody comes down to answer. Uh, you don't really hear anything of note on the other side either. Do you want should I knock harder? The surprise! The door's quite frank. He's still standing. I take that as challenge, and uh, oh crap! I dodge, <laughs> and I will, uh, I will knock on the door harder. With the intent on, I'm, I'm not going to use my sling because I don't want to bring the entire tower down yet. Mm. Yet. But I will uh, attempt to forcibly open said door by turning the knob first. Okay, you try to open said door. Said door begins to swing towards you. Do you pull said door all the way open? I kind of peek my face around as I open. Ah. You peek your face around and there is a mass of dead bodies laying on the floor and just as you begin to tilt your head in that funny way that dogs do when you ask them a question all of a sudden the mound begins to move towards you and attack. I quickly I mean, the door <laughs> you quickly slam the door shut let us see um, if it can get this attack through I'm going to give it disadvantage uh, to hit you let's see where is its ranged attack there we go that is a 27 to hit for the first, and 16 on the second, so the lead, correct? Um, I'm going to say it would, because I probably wouldn't have actually actively had my shield up in defense, and so otherwise my AC is only 15. Okay, so as you go to slam the door shut, it catches the uh, edge of the door as well um, as it begins to, uh, as you begin to shut it. 
So you are going to take 13 points of piercing damage plus deck. So 14 points of necrotic damage. And I need a strength save. Uh, okay. Use my penguin. I should not have used my penguin. Uh, that is a uh, 12. Penguin only works for Kleinenstern, sorry. So, yes, clearly. Yes, so as this bone shard uh, shoots partially through the door and into you, uh, it slams into your foot and, like, sticks it to the ground. So uh, you are now restrained. Okay. But you were able to shut the door. Are you going to warn everybody? Not that they need a ton of warning, but uh, what would you do now having slammed the door? I would say uh, there are horrible things in there that want us all to die very violently. Bony things, and uh, I'm kind of stuck to the ground. Sounds good, I'm in. Then come here and then uh, stand in front of door when I open again. Oh no, you seem like you got this all under control. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll oblige uh, and stand in front of the door. Okay. Um, <laughs> gonna reopen it, Dimitri? You wanted it, I open it. All I can okay. say is I have a bad feeling about this. All right, so everybody go ahead and roll me initiative because I have a feeling that that is where this is headed and then we will allow uh, Zero to get a surprise shot in. A 16. 18 for Dunkle. Dunkel Pesterbottom of the Winchester pe- Pesterbottoms. <laughs> and while we are rolling initiative, uh, uh, I am also going to go ahead and begin my rage. I, okay. I rolled the actual 20. Uh, so it's 22. Wow. Okay. Cleric is prepared. <laughs> and uh, zero, uh, Sickus, I mean, uh, rolled a 17. Uh, Aaron, for your character's name, correct, Lydia? Yes. All right. I keep wanting to call you Ingrid, and I know that's not right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, and their dexterity is plus zero, so... Oof. Okay. Uh, that is two for them. So the turn order is going to go sickest first, obviously, for the surprise round. And then we start regular initiative with uh, Aaron at the top. So sickest, what would you like to do? All right, what do I see? You see a mound of bodies and bones and things all in front of you. It is a huge-sized undead creature. So it literally fills this entire room. The entire floor is basically a monster. Okay, so like the, the room is a monster? Is that what, I, is that what I'm getting? The, the creature is, it's a corpse mound. So the okay. mound of corpses is big enough to basically fill this entire room. Okay, okay. Well, I am going to cast Vestiture of Flame on uh, myself. And then uh, I will, no, I'll do that. And then I'll tell, I'll tell the gold to, to go in there and start fucking pounding it. All right, so uh, you walk in then uh, on its turn because it goes immediately after you, correct? Yeah, I can't strike it from here, can I? Yeah, the the, the shield yeah. guardian will, will go after me. Okay, yep, so then uh, anything else on your turn before your shield guardian begins its thing? Uh, let me just double check that hell back thing. Yeah, 
bonus action, uh, help action to aid the aid my construct. All right, and what would you be aiding it with? Uh, attacking. All right, so, uh, but it, it doesn't get its own turn this action because you used Investiture of Flame, correct? Uh, uh, all right, so it's a, yeah, because it's a fucking action to direct the thing. God, it's the worst. Why can't it just be mental? All right, I will not Investiture this turn, and I will just tell it to go. I'll Investiture next turn. Okay, so it marches in then, and uh, it's going to start uh, beating the crap out of this corpse pile. So go ahead and uh, roll that damage. Or to hit, and then damage. Okay. Okay, uh, yes, an 18 will hit. Yep, 20 hits. Alright, so the one was with, the one was with advantage. So it, gets, it gets two fist attacks. Gotcha. Alright. Total of 24 bludgeoning uh, damage. Oof, okay. Uh, You begin punching random bodies and skeletons and stuff that are reaching out of this pile of corpses, and you shatter several of the skulls or bones of them as uh, begin to move. I also need, uh, I delayed it just a little bit, but uh, I need, now that it is the end of your turn, I need a constitution saving throw, since you have entered into its noxious aura by stepping in there. I got a four. All right, a four is not enough. You are poisoned uh, until the end of your next turn. All right, uh, but luckily that doesn't really affect you because it's your um, compatriot that is doing the damage. So we are good with that. We then move on to, uh, oh, would you be standing right in the door or would you be kind of stepping on the pile itself within the room? I mean, I would have moved in as as close as need be to get to this thing. It's worth mentioning that uh, this is a large construct, by the way. Okay, yeah, then you would have kind of, you know, shuffled in sideways into the door uh, and uh, stepped in and out of the way of the door frame. All right, uh, we then move on to Aaron. There is a large mound of corpses in there. I will uh, raise up my uh, symbols of all that, uh, and, and its eyes suck it shall bleed black. But despite the name of this spell, it is in no way positive or good, but I cast Beacon of Hope. I <laughs> did, I mean, Beacon of Despair is. Uh, everyone who's currently within 30 feet of me, which I believe is everyone, I'll try and stand in the center of everyone, uh, has advantage on wisdom saving throws and death saving throws, and they regain maximum healing from any source of healing. Oh, that is fantastic. Concentrating on that currently. Normally you'd feel hope, but instead you just feel kind of glum. <laughs> but it's a glum you're used to by being near her. <laughs> I think glum. Like melancholy. I feel encouraged by your darkness, and I don't know why. <laughs> hearing, hearing the change of the name from Beacon of Hope to Beacon of X, I'm reminded of one of the cards from Munchkin, where it's of doom. So you add it to any card, and it says whatever it is, it's a blah of doom. So Beacon of Doom. That's fantastic. You can cut that out. That's fine. It's that <laughs> that my fantastic. turn in the meantime. All right, and would you have moved into the room or just kind of positioned yourself so everybody's in your aura? Very center. All right. Oh. We, oh. What's that? 
I've got a bad idea. <laughs> Alright, well, it is Dunkle's turn. Alright, so, well, there's an enemy within five feet of it, so sneak attack is online. I will uh, position myself at whatever advantage position I can to get a shot at it, and I'll fire off all three bolts of Eldritch Persuasion. And that's that's a four, <laughs> so miss. And then a 14 plus 10 is 24. Okay, yeah. Now, uh, my question about this, though, um, is now when making these attacks, like you can choose when to use your sneak attack. So yep. should should a person, and this is more like a, a just a, a house rule kind of a thing. I just grabbed three dice and just rolled them simultaneously. One of them is a 20. Now, obviously, I want the crit, the sneak attack to be on the 20, right? Uh-huh. Or does sneak attack damage not double? No, sneak attack damage doubles. So, in theory, I guess technically to play to, to play to play cool would be like I rolled the first one, it was a miss. I rolled the second one, it'd be like, hey, there's a hit. Let's add the sneak attack damage, and then the third one, I would be like, oh man, that was a twenty, but I already used my sneak attack on the previous. So that's how I'm gonna I'm gonna run it because I'm an honorable guy. Uh, so the first attack will be a d10 All for right. four. Plus 86 okay. sneak attack. Like, kind of hampering it, but at the same time, I feel like taking advantage of that, being like, oh, but I rolled a 20, dude. Yeah. So, sneak attack will be 10 and 20 and 30. Straight up 30, so 34 damage total. Fantastic. And was that all the beams, or is that just nope, the first I've got beam? one more beam. I've got the third shot, which was a critical. And I rolled a 9, so critical for 18 force damage. Right. So then uh, you would have very easily been able to target uh, where the mound was starting to shift. You saw that there was a a larger body in that mass of the mound. And so you were able to shoot that body out. And as such, uh, some of the mound collapses off to the side, disconnected from the rest of it. I found a weak spot. All right, sickest. We are uh, actually before we do that, I'm gonna I'm gonna test my my Eldritch shift, and I'm going to roll and get a four, so I can teleport up to 15 feet, uh, based on where we are on the map. Uh, would it probably wouldn't be a good idea for me to teleport into the room uh, where I'm standing right now? I'm not in danger of it creeping past sickest and getting to me, right? Correct. Yeah, it okay. looks like if you look at that map, there's kind of that you know mass in the middle there, the the kind of rubbly looking stuff in the middle of that that tower. Uh, yes. That is the size of the creature. It is written in here that that is the holy the creature. That's the size of it. That's a huge pile of bones. Yes, uh, it is. Then so I will I will simply s- teleport like five feet behind me. Just poof. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if and you then turn up, around and wink at whoever's next to me, like, huh? huh? What do you think about that? Yeah, and that'll, if you that'll end my turn. Yeah, if you ended up stepping into that room, you would be able to teleport onto the stairs on the other side, but it's 20 feet from the door, so you would have to be in the room to make that happen. Yeah, let's, so. let's, let's not put ourselves in harm's way. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, so, Sickus, we are back to you. Okay. Uh, now. Hold, hold on. Are we skipping me, Bob? Uh, he had a surprise round at the very beginning, so he went very first, and then uh, we started normal initiative. Okay. Oh yeah, no, that would put him at the very top of the initiative, wouldn't it? Because uh, the surprise round, you don't get to tra- attack twice per turn. That would have been no? surprise. There is no such thing as surprise round in D&D. It's a surprise condition. 
So, okay. like, what was I thinking of? Twice. So technically, we did it wrong from the very beginning. So. Yeah, that is that is true. No, that's that's totally fine. So then uh, we'll go ahead and just uh, uh, sickest. We'll just put you in the normal initiative order next turn. So you basically just went before Aaron uh, last turn. So it would now be uh, Dimitri's turn, and then the creature, and then uh, we'll just start at normal action economy. I don't know what I was thinking of. Maybe Pathfinder or three point five or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's like five is a bit different. It comes to something. Yeah. Okay, uh, Dimitri, it is your turn. Bob? Yep. When I look up the tower, what do I see? Uh, from the outside? Uh, poke my head in. Oh, I can poke your head in, in. You see a staircase going up and then a floor above that. So it looks like there are multiple levels to this tower. How high up is that floor? Oh, um, let's see. Every 30 feet. So there is uh, about 30 feet up. What is the floor made of? Stone. I'm going to try to bring the roof down. Oh, shit. Okay. No. All right, go ahead and uh, make that attack roll. I'm going to go ahead and make you uh, do an actual attack roll to see your accuracy on if you hit it like in a structurally good spot. All right, I'm going to uh, attack recklessly so I have advantage on this. Can you attack recklessly over a range? What's that? As, um, is, is there something specific that allows you to do reckless attack on ranged attacks just, as a barbarian? It just says before making your first attack, you can declare a reckless attack. For melee you attacks, mean, though. It's uh, on all attacks that use strength, which the Siege Sling does. Yeah, Use a yeah, strength? Braden, yes. Okay. Yeah, Braden wrote that in uh, to make it the barbarian-specific sling for just this class, basically. Uh, Bob, I crit. Oh, damn. Uh, okay, well... What I was originally going to do uh, was I was going to have uh, Sickus, because he's inside the room, make a dexterity save to not get completely pummeled by rocks uh, if you did bring the floor down, which I assumed you would. Um, but I'm going to say that you masterfully managed to hit one of the floor joists or something um, and only broke that section of it. Oh. Uh, oh. Okay. Oh. I the, didn't see the, that. Thank you. Yeah, the, the the notes that I have didn't specific didn't specify melee weapon. Yeah, I've, I've I went as four because I took strength <laughs> previously, and I had like throwing spheres that I used to use. But apparently, it is melee. Um, I, I but then again, I don't know if there's anything in the siege sling sort of thing that negates that or whatever. Um, there is. Yeah. It just says its attack and damage rolls are calculated using strength rather than dexterity and damage dealt against non-magical objects is... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, we'll ask Braden about it, uh, because I know he said he basically wanted a mobile siege engine as a person. So uh, we will ask him about that and uh, uh, let everybody know uh, next week or next time we get together to play, because next week I've got that charity game. So we will go ahead and just rule it as not for this round, uh, not for this time. I'm going to let you keep the crit because I don't want Sickest to get completely demolished because that is more damage than what I can imagine. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and let you keep the crit for this one, and then we will just start running it the same way uh, starting from now. So how do you want me so, to do the crit damage? Roll double dice or just max and then roll damage or... Max and then roll damage. I want to see, I want to see what ends up happening. Uh, with this because this is fantastic. So going to be 120 plus. If anybody's wanting to take down not only 
the king's castle, but the entire town around the king's castle in a single hit, this would be the class to play for that, folks. Ooh. Oh, that one wasn't very great. And three. <clears throat> 186 damage to the floor, Bob. That's respectable. Um, that's respectable enough. Not only uh, did you bring down the floor that was there, the entire tower itself becomes a little bit structurally weak and begins to shake and crumble. Sickus, you are given enough warning because you just saw the Minotaur look up at the floor above you and look down and look up. And uh, you saw that numbers and letters were appearing in front of his eyes as he was attempting to do math and then realized <laughs> that he couldn't do math. And uh, you were able to get out of the way of this as the entire tower collapses in upon itself. So the corpse mound is squished by tons of rock. A, a construct, the monolith champion, crashes through the floor as well onto the pile and is crushed by rock. A paladin in armor also falls through the floor and is crushed by piles of rock. The entire tower now knows you're here. I would say everything goes silent, but I don't think that's the right term for this specific event. It's a very simple. Yeah. Yes. So where we are going to head from here is uh, there was actually going to be some stuff where you guys would have to climb the tower after defeating that. And then there would be some other things that happened. But uh, we are going to go ahead and jump straight into the uh, last section of this tower so that we don't get anything too crazy complicated with that. So you guys uh, went through, you cleared a good share of the rest of this building in a massive onslaught of, of blood and of dead people, so on and so forth. And you guys advanced across that map, heading uh, what would be down on the map to where those large uh, green towers are. You get to those towers and you notice that there are a set of double doors set into the side wall. Would anybody, and they, uh, these doors aren't just like normal doors, they are made of crystal as far as you can tell. I think I've done enough damage for one day until I need to do more damage. I will let someone by else. all means. Why not just bring everything down? If you wish, I will do. No, it's a sarcasm. I, I do not grasp sarcasm well. I, I know, I know. Mm. Uh, right, let's just get some basic detect magic out of the way and see if I get anything from this uh, particularly strange door. Ooh, good idea. Yeah, no, it's a good idea. I thought of it. I never <laughs> make mistakes. All right. Uh, so then with your detect magic, I'm just getting exactly what it would be. So a uh, enchantment magic is uh, written or is a... a, a what the, is on these pillars that are either that are on either side of these crystal slabs so these slabs uh, doorways or whatever uh, the jade colored pillars that are uh, on either side of those doors have enchantment magic upon them uh, I believe it's enchantment let me look up the spell I should have done that ahead of time but I expected you guys to climb the tower not bring the tower down 
but oh illusion excuse me illusion magic is uh wrought upon this uh upon those uh pillars listen i bet they're not even real all right would you like to go up to one of them and inspect them to see if it is real or not uh no that's that's what for grunts Hey, why don't you go check out this uh, if that's uh, dodgy or not? I sense some illusion, but the illusion's usually harmless. I throw a rock at it. A professional rock thrower. <laughs> I will just throw rock regularly, not okay, using that's what I was just going to ask you. Um, yeah, so you throw rock at it, uh, you hit the pillar, it ricochets off the pillar and uh, uh, kind of rolls across the floor. There is whether or not this pillar is solid object there. All right, well, I do I do have uh are we still benefiting from the beacon? The beacon of doom. What was the time length on that? That's uh, bring it up now. Um one minute it's gone. Okay. Okay. All right, and I'm going to go ahead and just read this because I have a feeling this might help and you guys uh, with everything. All right, uh, to one side are, uh, so it talks about the four uh, jade pillars, and then it says to one side are double doors 10 foot wide marked with moving, crawling rooms. Uh, to their left is an enormous red stone block that doesn't match the stone to either side. So you see these double crystal slab door thingies, um, if you're looking at the map. Uh, in between the jade pillars, jade colored pillows, pillars on the left hand side there's those double doors of crystal and then uh there's that very obvious red stone uh block in the middle of what you guys can only anticipate is a doorway big red rock massive big red block uh 10 by 10 cube i can start working on the rock while you guys deal with crystal doors ready then all right well i'll head up to the crystal doors you, While he's doing right. that, I'm going to start slinging rocks at the big red Let's section of the wall. Let's divide up the crystal door duties as well. You all deal with crystal door. I will go over here and keep safe distance. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Dimitri, what would you be doing to the uh, stone block? Are you going to try and pull it out of the way, or are you going to try and reduce it to nothing but gravel dust? Oh, it's, it's, it's getting dusted. Okay, so then we'll come back to you because I don't think that's going to take very long. It's just a regular <laughs> stone. Uh, what would you guys be doing with the crystal slabs there? Well, start off by just investigating it and looking for any contraptions or whatnot. All right, the doors are just very, very heavy. Uh, they don't appear to have any traps on them from a quick glance. But uh, go ahead and give me a perception check if you would like to really, in, or an investigation check, excuse me, if you would like to search for traps. I had an 11 plus 5 for 16. Okay, with a 16, uh, you're pretty sure you don't see any traps, but I mean, these are made of solid crystals, so, you know, there might be something magic worked in there. You're not 100% sure, um, but Lydia didn't detect any magic on the doors themselves. Uh, with her detect magic spell. Okay. Well, if Lydia is not detecting magic and I'm not noticing any traps or contraptions, I say we should have the golem open the door. What say you, master of golems? (laughs) Uh, reasonable. Okay. So, uh, the golem just, you gonna have him just throw open the doors, or what would you be having him do? Uh, yes, the golem and I, we are one. We'll throw (laughs) open the door. 
All right, you go to push on the doors and you push on the doors and you push on the doors and then you see there's handles on the outside. So you pull on the doors and all of a sudden the doors open in front of you. And within this room, there is a ridiculous scattering of different kinds of treasure and items uh, within it. But there is also what appears to be a golem. Uh, not quite like Fine. yours. Uh, yeah, yes, uh, a golem that is a huge construct that is basically made of, of treasure and of magical items and all sorts of crazy crap like that. So go ahead, guys, and uh, roll initiative. Golem and uh, everybody else uh, that is taking part next. Yeah. If they yell at me, I will step away from pummeling a rock wall into dust and assist is needed. Okay. Uh, Stygius, did you say six for initiative? No, well, eight. <laughs> six for uh, Sickus. All right. So let's see here. Lydia, uh, would you have been helping with the crystal doors or were you going to help? Oh. Uh, okay. Help. <laughs> I know, Sorry. right. For the expendable minions. All right, I'm going to go ahead and have everybody roll initiative because I'm pretty sure that somebody would yell golem. That way we get that oh, yeah. all the way. I, I, I rolled roll the knife. Just in case. Uh, 19. Okay. 19. Wow. Okay, uh, so let's see. I think we already established that Stygius has a higher dex than Aaron, correct? Okay. All right, let me go ahead and roll initiative for this golem. Oh, sorry. Yeah, don't look at the treasure. Money yeah. is temporary, but the ball's damnation is forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is probably one of my favorite quotes for that. Uh, that might end up being the episode title. We'll find out. Uh, let's see here. Gollum rolled a 12. So our turn order is going to go Dimitri, the Gollum, Aaron, Stygius, and Sickus. All right. So Dimitri, you hear uh, the doors fly open and a, holy crap, there's all of them there. Or better yet, uh, I believe Sickus, you said, mine. And you would know that something would be up. So what would you do? Um, I wish I could detect the magic on Gollum. But uh, I will just take a slingy swing with my seed sling at it, as is from where I stand. Okay. So go ahead then and um, roll your... Well, you would have to move just a little bit yeah. to get okay. into the doorway. But yeah. I, can, I can move. To, I've, I've got 40 feet of movement, Bob. I would think I can make it. Oh, yeah. Very easily. Sorry. Yeah, so I'll run over there. Swirling my sling, loose a largest rock at this tre massive moving treasure pile, and uh, hope that uh, a 22 hits. Yes, very easily. And uh, I'm going to guess it's magical because it's animated and moving. Correct. Um, so that's going to be 31 bludgeoning damage to it. 31, oof. Uh, let me double check the stats though because it's not a player's handbook monster. Uh, let's see, bludgeoning and is it magical bludgeoning? Nope, I am, just a, I am just a simple barbarian. It slams into the pile of treasure and just kind of absorbs into the treasure. You may have dented a few coins, but you did not uh, do a whole lot else than that. All right, uh, we move on then to uh, let's see here. The treasure pile. 
So the treasure pile, sensing that there are creatures here, is going to go ahead and advance. So it is going to march towards the doors. Sickus, I believe, since you opened the doors, you would be the first one within its range. So it is going to go ahead and attack you. Let us see here. Uh, oh my god, you're kidding me. All right, so the first attack that it punches at you is a 14, which doesn't even come close, I don't think. Yes. All right, and then the second attack is a 70. Good god, it has a plus 10 to hit and it can't hit you. Okay, um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Two attacks this for this round. <laughs> Aaron, uh, we're under your turn. Oh, uh, were you going to uh, use a reaction? Uh, no, the the 17 war hit, the show guardian got less ace. Oh, okay. All right. So 17 does hit. Thank you. So you take 38 points of bludgeoning damage as this fist of gold pieces and magical items slams into your armor. Okay. And the attacks uh, do count as magical if that makes a difference. Okay. All right. We then move on to Aaron. Ah, uh, excellent. Uh, at this point, how far away, me being the supervisor of this task, uh, what, how far away would I be from the treasure golem itself? Uh, the golem would be in the kind of sort of middle of the room, but it moved right up to Sickus, and Sickus opened the doors. So it would be when wherever you would be in relation to um, Sickus opening the doors. Uh, regardless, I'll move up so that I am just 10 feet away from it. Okay affected by my aura of dread and uh, will, uh, I don't know if this will actually do anything but I'm gonna try it anyway all right so what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast is it working uh, all right this is gonna be dumb uh, I'm going to cast no ah oh, you know what retroactive not gonna bother. We're just gonna go straight good old fashioned fear. Okay. Uh, so, unfortunately, um, it's a cone. So. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, Sickus would need to. Is there anybody mm-hmm. behind the golem by any chance? Like, uh. There's not. It is okay. just a pile of treasure. Well, they will probably be good. I'll be able to angle this cone without hitting anyone. <laughs> Uh, okay. I, yep. So, uh, unless you have overruling on that, free to. No, no, that's totally fine. What I was going to say is, regardless of the roll, it is immune to fright. Really? Yeah, it's a construct, so it is totally immune to frightened condition. All right, it's a way. There was a way. There was a way. Damn it. Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I have to end my turn there then. Unfortunately. Damn it, me and my terror domain. I know, right? Well, don't worry, there might still be a chance depending on what you guys end up doing. So, uh, we then move on to, let's see here, Stygius, it is your turn. <clears throat> Okie dokie. Um, I'm going to do pretty much just like we did in the tower. I will utilize the golem, the oh, Sekis' armor, to provide me with an opportunity to get a sneak attack without actually jumping into melee with it. So, attack number one, uh, a 10 plus 10 for 20. Yes, that hits. All right. So, uh, seven. And we're just going to go ahead and throw a sneak attack on that. Like I said, we're not going to wait till the last roll and then somehow roll a one with that and not get it. So, 
Uh, that's going to be 2, 4, 6, 10, 20, 32, plus 7 force damage. Oof. Okay. 32 plus... All right. Second attack will be a 3. A miss. Well, that's 13. I'm assuming 13 misses. Yes, 13 would miss. And a 10 for 20. Uh, so a hit with a 20. Right. And yep. that's going to be 6. I'll keep it. Okay, so what's I can the total re- I can re-roll that, but I'd more likely roll less than a six, so. <clears throat> straight six damage on that, no modifier? Straight six, yep. So I forget oh, what the first one was, right. but you've already got that written down. Um, yep. And then, so that's that. Now I've got my movement. Um, how big is this room? This it's room is huge. 10, 20, 30, um, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. Looks like 100 yeah. feet almost. Correct. Uh, do I see any more movement inside the room? You do not, um, but that movement that you originally saw was, uh, if you're looking at that map, about 15 feet in front, there's that little box-looking thing. It mm-hmm. would have stood up and moved towards the door. So that's all the further that, you know, that that's the only spot that has moved so far. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and... Can I make my movement into the room without getting an opportunity attack from this thing? Uh, let's see here. Sickus would be standing in the doorway. The doorway is 10 foot wide. Uh, yeah, I'd go ahead and give it to you. It's a little skirt in the rules a little bit, but on a grid pattern, that just kind of stuff happens. So you would right. be able to skirt diagonally, you know, over towards one of the jade pillars and then, you okay. know, into the room at large. I'd like to head towards the left. So as I come in, I'll skirt towards the left to get my full yeah. 25 feet of movement. And then once I'm there, I'm going to roll my D6 to see if I can get a free extra bit of movement from a teleport. And I do. So 30 feet into the room from where I was standing and then an additional 15. I want to stay along the, the, the bottom wall, the, the lower, the southern wall. And Fantastic. so like, I'm assuming I could probably make it in like, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 feet in to the corner and then teleport one, two, three. So I'd be on the square beneath um, two squares to the right of uh, what looks to be like a pile of gold. Okay, on, the bo- yep. on, the, on the bottom wall. Awesome, not a problem. And then uh, once you- I'm there, can I see any any other movement or any other uh, items of of note? There's just uh, there's so much treasure in this room that like literally you would have to sort through it to try to find anything of note. If you want to give me a uh, very difficult perception check, I would let you try to pick out something, but. Uh, uh, either a very difficult perception check to pick out something very valuable or a very difficult arcana check to pick out something magical. Uh, we'll go with uh, perception because I actually have some bonuses in that. Uh, so 12 plus 9 for 21. 21, okay, yeah. No, that would definitely make it. DC was 20. So uh, you find a bar of platinum, you think, sticking out of one of the uh, piles of treasure. Uh, go ahead and roll me a d4. Ah, uh, D4. Ten My feet God. for every... Uh-huh. Go ahead. Where is it? Uh, three. Okay, <coughs> so ten feet for every number on the D4, so 30 feet away from you. And okay. we're going to go ahead and I'm going to... Oh, I get to use my fun coin. Okay, uh, two seconds. Okay, uh, that is uh, heads, so it would be towards the golem. So basically... Uh, it basically puts you right behind the golem. So the golem is basically standing on a bar of platinum <laughs> from where you ended up at the end. Hmm. I think if I'm going, if I followed your directions correctly, I feel like it's like that situation where someone drops a $5 bill and a person just reaches out and puts their foot over it. Exactly. He's that just like, exactly. don't take my platinum. 
No, Jeff, anyway, we'll go ahead and say that it was knocked loose from uh, the last round of attacks against it. So your arcane uh, barrage knocked a bar of platinum basically right at its feet that you didn't notice until you got behind it. It's like one of those games where the more you hit the thing, the more loot just drops. Awesome. Exactly. All right, that's, that's my turn. That's exactly what this encounter is. It's a very stereotypical RPG where you kill the creature and gold falls out. But this time it makes sense thematically. All right, uh, so we move on to Sickus. You are uh, going fisticuffs with this creature, I believe. Correct. All right, go ahead and do whatever you would like to do. Uh, so the shield guardian uh, is going to activate its haste protocol. You can store a fourth level spell in it. Uh, Fantastic. And when a requirement's met or... I tell it to, I can have it, you know, it'll, it'll cast the spell. So it's going to cast haste, and then I'm going to cast Investiture of Flame. Uh, that'll probably be everything I can do, I think. Let me double check. Okay. Yeah, so it would take its action to cast haste. So that's what I'm building. So... Uh, yeah, you'll just see arcane runes flare up all around this thing uh, as, uh, as like a, a jet blue flame to erupt out of all the crevasses uh, within it that uh, seems to start visibly shaking and moving a bit faster. Powering up! Alright, uh, any movement or anything like that or just standing still? I just, I just want to stay uh, in its face. Alright, well you are definitely there. Uh, we move back up to the top of the initiative round to Dimitri. I knew I should have talked to Bob about getting magical ammunition before this encounter, before this session. I will go ahead. I'm totally fine uh, with you having magical rocks or uh, something along those lines because normally in a campaign situation, you would have access to magical something or other at this point. So uh, just to make things simpler, we're going to go ahead and say that you found magical ammunition or that your sling is magical. Um, one of the two. Um, I'd say I'd be okay with just having a limited amount of magical ammunition and that first attack, you know, seeing that regular rocks didn't hurt it, I would reach for magical ammunition then to use on it now. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So I will grab glowing rock out of pouch and put in sling. Um, <laughs> it's the crystal ball from the level five episode. <laughs> and I'm going to use my uh, battlefield eye, Bob. All right. Um, so go ahead and refresh me on what that is. Uh, I have it here, but go ahead and speak it for the crowd. So as a bonus action, you can target one creature you can see within 60 feet of you that you have seen make an attack within the last round. The target must make a charisma deception check opposed by your wisdom insight check. If you succeed, you learn what action that creature is most likely to take on its next turn. This answer does not take into account any events that happen between your turn and the beginning of the target's next turn. The real reason I'm doing it, well, well, that being said, if I succeed, then I will actually have advantage on my attack against it Fantastic. as well from my war mask. So with your, uh, your deception versus my insight. It has a negative five, so that is a nine total. So as long as I roll a a, uh, a a seven or higher, or an eight or higher, that is a 10 plus three for 13. All right, so what you see when you look at this creature is uh, you notice, let's see here. 
you notice that it is beginning to almost like wind up almost like it has been punching and doing that kind of stuff thus far but now it's almost it looks like it's getting ready to stick its arms off and start spinning almost like a whirlwind as i as i'm spinning my sling i will holler at uh uh sickest and just tell him have your goal and watch out this could get interesting and, and I'm then, gonna go ahead and what what does it does it tell you that it will tell you the specifics of the attack or just what the attack is called? What action that creature is most likely to take. All right, I'll go ahead and give you a little bit more. Uh, you notice that as it's punching, it's its arms aren't the right length. Like when it punches, the treasure flows from its arm to hit somebody. So it looks like when it spins, its range will be much larger than what its normal attack is. Its normal reach is 10 feet. This looks like it could be further than that. So I will holler out a a warning to everyone. I'm like, I'll just yell, it can hit farther than it looks like and sling um, 19 plus nine is, actually it's more than that. There's more math that I've, uh, at least a 26 (laughs) to hit. Heck yes. And that's 9, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 22 with my uh, rage bonus. Yes, fantastic. Uh, with that, it is not quite bloodied, but it is definitely, you look like you've knocked out enough treasure and items and things from this creature that it is looking about three quarters of the mass that it once was. Splendid friends, press the advantage. After you told them to get away, you then told them to press the advantage. They well, now that it looks smaller, I tell them, kill it before it hits you. Well, funny you happen to say that because it's going to hit them now. So I need everybody within 20 feet of this creature. Uh, so that would definitely be uh, Sickus, um, probably Dimitri, and I'm possibly... St- uh, I'd say, did he move? Like I'm still standing like in the doorway. And he would have advanced to five feet of Sickus, so ten feet from the doorway. Okay. All right. I'm good with that. Just let All me know. Right. And wherever Lydia would be, I, d- I think you were far enough away. Uh, uh, I believe you're far enough away, Dunkel, that you wouldn't have to worry about it. But everybody else would need to, and possibly uh, you, Aaron. Everybody else would need a dexterity saving throw. Sorry. So because it moved closer to the door and I moved farther into the room, I should be okay? Yeah, you should be fine. It's a 20-foot radius, so anything that is within 20 feet of it needs to give me a DC 17 dexterity saving. Uh, 10. Ooh. All right. One. All right. What was that? One? 21. 21. All right. Thank you for for danger sense. Yes, no joke. Otherwise, it would have been a three. Okay, so Lydia Sickus, what was your roll? Uh, nine. A nine. Okay, so Sickus, uh, you would take this damage to, let's see here. All right, and on a successful save, this would be half. So uh, you're going to take half of this damage, Dimitri. Oop, come on. All right, so 39 points of damage if you failed. Uh, we'll round up with that. So 20 points of damage if you succeeded. Uh, and this isn't going to be a mechanic really in-game because this would be more of a campaign effect but it would also steal from you if you failed it would steal your most valuable visible item on the target 
including wielded armor or wielded items, but not armor. So that could be your holy symbol, Lydia. That could be like uh, something that the a weapon that the uh, well, your golem isn't wielding a weapon, but that would be an effect that would more take place during a campaign. Uh, I'm not going to run that as an effect now, but that is one of the effects that this creature has. Bob, quick question. Yes. Is yes. that magical damage? It is. All okay. attacks count as magical, unfortunately. Just remember, the, I gave the, you temporary hit points. Uh, I, Correct. Th- those those were gone from when I got shot with that bone thing. Black. <laughs> no, I'm only I'm down to 143 hit points after that attack. Basically, oh, just Yeah, I was gonna say that's like the red screen is flashing around you. Doo 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 doo. I mean, it's it's not a good for you. Oh no, I don't I don't I don't think I'm gonna make it, Bob. <laughs> All right then. Uh, we then move on to Aaron. It is your turn. Boy, well, this may surprise you here, but a lot of my abilities are based around fear. No way. Yeah, um, perhaps a bit too many eggs in one basket, but you know what? Roll with the punches. It just happens that all my punches rely on me just kind of being very intimidating. Yeah. Um, you intimidate but, me, little, little friend, if that makes you feel any better. What you're instead going to do is I'm going to target it with Phantasmal Killer after sort of moving up within 10 feet of it. All right. So what does that require me to do? Phantasmal Killer. So the target must pass a Wisdom Saving Throw. That'll be at minus five now. Um, I'm also going to go ahead and use a reaction uh, called You Are Forsaken, and I will impose disadvantage on this roll. Ooh, fantastic. Well, it's a straight d20, so let's see what happens. Second time. So a two for the first one, 16 for the second one. So we'll go with the two. Okay, on a failed save type, this comes frightened. Can't be frightened. Uh, but at the end of each of its turns, before the spell ends, uh, it's going to be another wisdom save, and then it takes like uh, 40 10 damage on okay, its turns. Okay, what type of damage is it? This part we reveal that it's immune to psychic damage. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't hear you, and unfortunately it is. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, this creature has no mind to uh, psychically damage. I apologize. Oh, We're on to Stygius then. I am so sorry. I feel terrible. I know. Okay. It's, a, it's the prerogative of the DM to kill the players, but it's like, oof. I, you, I know you want to show stuff off. Don't worry. Next time you will be able to, or next battle, possibly. Go ahead, Stygius. All right. First Eldritch Blast. Uh, six plus ten, sixteen. Um, two points short, unfortunately. All right, so second attack, 23. Yep. All right, so I'll roll for that. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, I got a two. I'm going to exercise my Archfey bonus to re-roll one beam. And that's going to become a nine. So that's nine plus... So five plus five... 10, 16, 21, plus 9 for 30 force damage. Oh, all for right. For attack number 2 and attack number 3, uh, 19. Yes. And that'll be 8 points of force damage. 
All right, so, you officially brought it down to below bloodied, and it uh, most of its mass now is centered around mostly just the larger treasury type items in it. So there's uh, what looks like a set of enchanted armor in there. There's a treasure chest in there, uh, along with a bunch of coins to connect them together. But most of the outsides of the uh, treasure pile has now been totally destroyed. All right, so since it moved away, it's uh, that platinum bar is wide open, right? Yeah, it would I'm be gonna wide open. Up, I'm going to run over there and, and get in position to pick it up. <laughs> All right, fantastic. And I'll let you do that as a uh, bonus action uh, if you haven't used one yet. Well, I haven't used any movement yet. So, oh, you're saying as a bonus action, I could reach down and scoop it up? Yep, I'd let you. Awesome. Fantastic. It is worth 4,000 gold pieces. Jesus. No joke. All right. Uh, Sickus, it is now your turn. Um, okay. So big, big, uh, big golem thing? Correct. Big pile of treasure golem. I mean, I just, I, I just keep attacking. I guess that's the, uh, that's the, uh, that's the plan here. The... Fantastic. Checks on now. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use my action uh, to send a beam of fire 15 feet long and five feet wide, uh, racing out of the uh, like the the face of the of the shield guarding like the destroyer, you know, from Thor movies. All right. So saving throw or is that an attack? Uh, it's a deck save. Uh, each creature in the line uh, has to make it. It does 48. Uh, fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Alright. It has advantage on saving throws against magical effects. So, 19 and a 16. Okay. So it'll take half. And round up if it's an odd number. 23, so half of that would be 11 uh, plus 1, so 12 points of fire damage, or what type is it? Yeah, it's fire damage. All right. Uh, anything else on your turn before it's your golem's punchy punch turn? Uh, I will use my bonus action to aid the golem in attacking. And what's the spell that you cast in action? Yeah, that's an action. The aiding is a bonus action. Okay. Oh, yeah. You gave it the attack just to pummel the crap out of things so it would still be able to pummel on its next turn. Gotcha. All right, so uh, on to your golem's turn. It's just going to smackety smack. 14 and a 15 for the first attack. All right, none of those hit, unfortunately. Yeah, it's well. All right, nope. Uh, unfortunately, enough treasure uh, has been knocked loose that it's more wily. Uh, I forgot it's it's hasted, so it's going to use uh, its bonus action to uh, make its additional oh, yeah. attack. All right, hits exactly with an 18. All right. 13 points of bludgeoning damage. Fantastic. All right. It is definitely not looking good. This pile of treasures down to like a treasure chest and uh, um, a pair of spectacles enchanted to never get dirty or something. There's not a whole lot left to it at this point. Uh, back to Dimitri. Bob, I'm going to do something fun. I'm okay. going to use, I'm going to uh, back up a little bit. And, uh, and and use the dash action. Ooh, all right. We are going to uh, uh, rush in and using my Minotaur's speci- uh, specific ability, Goring Rush, I'm going to make a, uh, if I move at least 20 feet, which I intend to do, I get to make one melee attack with my horns as a bonus action against this thing. 
and I'm going and to attack recklessly. Just so I can say I did it. And I'll go ahead and give you that you like got your horns silver tipped or something so it would count as magical. <laughs> Uh, that would be a 19 plus nine, 28 to hit. Very easily. And it only does 1d6. Uh, so that's 4 plus. So that does 9 damage to it. All right. Go ahead and give me a luck roll because I would love for it to end on this note. So go ahead and roll. Tell me if it's 10 or higher. It is exactly 10. All right. So you plow through the pile of treasure scattering coins and shit absolutely everywhere as its last hit point is drained and uh, the battle ends with uh, treasure raining from the sky. Come out a golden shower. Oh my god, you didn't. <laughs> you I bastard. Couldn't, I couldn't help myself. Oh, uh, <laughs> our explicit rating with this one. Oh lord, that's fantastic. So uh, with that wonderful reference out of the way, I'm going to go ahead and uh, Dunkle, you've got your goal or your platinum bar. Uh, so everybody else, go ahead and roll me a d20. Let me know if it is 10 or higher. If it is 9 or lower, you get a uh, valuable item. If it is 10 or higher, you get a magic item. I rolled a 3. Oof. Okay. I, I choose to abstain. I will not reduce myself to scrounging. Okay. Can I have her share? Unfortunately not. You got a 4,000 <laughs> gold piece raise already. Sickus. Oh, what was that? That was a little bit quiet. Oh, he rolled in chat. It's a 10. Oh, duh. Sorry. Wrong chat channel. All right. So uh, let's see here. You would get a Ring of Protection Sickus, so plus one to AC. Uh, and then Dimitri, uh, you would find another Platinum Bar worth 4,000 gold pieces. I will hand the two Dunkle Pester about them because he seems to really want these things. Oh, I have a matching set. This is awesome. Thanks, buddy. All right. Uh, so with that, you guys are pretty beaten and battered. Would you guys like to take a rest or anything like that before we continue on, or what would you guys onwards. like to do? Onwards! Come on, step to it. I've still, I, I've, I've only taken not much damage. I can keep, I can keep powering on. Oh yeah, I just pummeled his, uh, Sickus's armor. I guess I didn't really do anything else to anybody else. Yeah, I took no damage. Like I said, I'm, at, I'm at 143 out of 170 hit points. I think I got it. All right, so then you scrounge around the rest of this room, but as you're scrounging around the rest of this room, that block that you uh, were working on, Dimitri, rockets forward and smashes through. I don't care about the physics of the map and how there's not a direct line. That block smashes through the double doors of the jade uh, room there that you are in, and a void dragon. Uh, appears before you and begins to roar loudly in challenge. Do you guys advance upon it, or uh, what would you guys like to do? I take his throwing the rock as a challenge. Uh, all right, so then uh, go ahead and everybody roll me initiative one more time. 17. All right. I've just drug everyone into a fight. Anybody higher than 17? And I'm going to raid again. I did. I don't know what's good about going first and pissing off a dragon, but I got a twenty-five. <laughs> Be my guest. <laughs> it's like it's like I get to I get to go first and attract its attention. 
Son of a bitch! No joke. What did you get, Aaron? Uh, six. Six. All right. And I uh, see your 14 there. Uh, zero. And let me find the stats. This plus. Oh my god, I didn't realize it had no dexterity. Okay. Not that I should have said that for you, bloodthirsty crowd that would make it, dex saves for dex. days. Alright, got it, got it. Dex checks, fireballs. Exactly. Yes, because I do so much dexterity related tech. <laughs> Alright, it blew its load on that, shooting that rock across the room, so it is it is down for nothing now. It is clear oh, at the bottom I made of the an explicit comment. I know, right? I'm okay with that. We're an explicit podcast, because otherwise... Yeah, I have to have us uh, get an explicit rating, otherwise we can never advertise if we ever put these on YouTube or anything else. So we're earning our explicit rating, heck it all. Alright, so we start the uh, combat with Dimitri. <coughs> Shouldn't it be Dunkel? Oh, Dunkel, sorry. Why did I, I mean, write I would you be okay with starting, but I don't want to cheat Dunkel out of his awesome No, I wrote ball. Dimitri down twice, 2D names instead of whatever. Uh, yeah, that was 25 as a Dr. Stew level initiative roll. Oh my god, Dr. <laughs> Stew is ridiculous. Dr. Stew, that was so much fun. Um, Alright, well, you know, I'm, I'm not mobile. I'm 25 foot movement, but I do have my bonus actions for dash, disengage, and the chance to teleport, so I'll go ahead and meet this challenge head on. Um, so, on the screen, oh sh- I closed... Let me, let me open that map again because I closed the damn thing. So if I were to stand like just inside the north portion of the doors, I would have range and line of sight to take shots at it with Eldritch Blast, correct? Correct. All right. I think I'm going to do that because it'll give me, I imagine it'll give me some cover, obviously not against AOE attacks, but uh, yeah. that'll give me at least some cover and hopefully, hopefully he won't even know where these shots are coming from. So shot number one. Uh, 7 plus 10 for 17. Uh, unfortunately, that is not enough to pierce its dragony hide. Shot number 2. 11, so 21. Uh, let's see here, 21. Yes, that does break his leathery AC. All right. We will apply our sneak attack damage to it. Force damage will be starting off at a 4. Sneak attack damage. 226 makes 10. 5 and 5 makes 10. That's 11, so 31 plus a 9. I rolled up to a 9, so 40 straight up force damage. Holy heck. And one more attack with my third Eldritch Blast. That's a 19, so close! 29 to hit, and that's going to be... Uh, two. (laughs) So, but I've I've already used my Archfey bonus to re-roll a beam. So... Miss with the first one, get the leading shot, right? In the military, we call that yeah. a tracer, right? And then <laughs> smack dab with the next one, but I hit him so hard, it pushed him out of the way, so the last bolt just barely clipped a wing. We'll go with that. Uh, so we'll there's that, and that. I think I'm going to go ahead and, just because I definitely do not want to be the object of this guy's attack, I will utilize my movement now to move to the other side. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll run straight south like 20 feet so he can't even see me. Okay, yeah, not a problem. You run uh, straight south. Uh, you are out of his line of sight now. And then just for, uh, for good measure, we're going to bonus action. We're going to hide, curling up into a ball underneath whatever treasure may have been laying on the ground. Okay, well, if you if he ends up catching or trying to spot you, I'll have you roll for it. But honestly, right now, I don't think it is going to be an issue. 
Yeah, it's more for story effect. And that's yep. my turn. All right, so it is going to go ahead and now take a legendary action. So uh, let's see here. It is going to magically... Oh, actually, no, it's not going to do anything yet. It uh, becomes magically has... delicious. Yes, yes, that is... Ooh. Actually, no, it is going to. Uh, so it saw you after you would... Oh, never mind. That's an action. Never mind. We'll go ahead and go with that. So we now move on to Dimitri. All right, uh, Mr. Bub. Um, I'm going to uh, utilize a little bit of forceful ordinance. Ooh, okay. So I'm going to make my normal, regular, standard attack roll. Um, that is a 19 to hit. 19 is uh, exactly what would hit it. However, as you go to do that, it opens up a small rift in space to increase its AC by two. Uh, so the attack instead goes into a rift in space and it immediately closes. Oh, that's just cheating. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, even better. Oh, I have a bad feeling Choose about where this is going. Yes. <laughs> the other rift opens up right in front of your face, Dimitri. Uh, do, would a 19 oh. hit your AC? Yes, it would. Roll the damage against yourself, sir. Oh, son of a... <laughs> uh, I would have done it to you, Dunkle, but you beat the AC by more than two. Uh, that's 17 damage to me, and so <coughs> that would have been magical, so I won't, I won't get to reduce that, and I have to make a strength saving throw. Love you, Micah. <laughs> I feel like we're going to clip in here where we, we go back just a few minutes before Micah said, I have 143 <laughs> hit points. I'm good. Well, you, honestly, I forgot to increase my proficiency bonus, so it actually would have been a higher to hit, but I don't feel like going back to recalculating it, so I'm just rolling with my... So that probably would have no, been No, like seriously, it. if it would be more than... Uh, let's see, it's AC is uh, 19 on the dot, so if your proficiency increase is more than 2, I don't remember. I uh, think it... I think it's only... Let me, well, I we only ever increase by five levels, so it can't increase by more than one. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. true. So, okay, yeah. so it would still have the same effect. Let me let me double check my... So at a plus five, plus five, and I rolled... Yeah, it would only be another plus... It would, it would only have been another plus one. Nope, we're okay. um, So I took... I'm down to uh, 126 hit points. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Almost oh, dead. Medic. And I make <laughs> I make my strength saving throw. I will make my strength save, so I'm not knocked prone. Um, and I'm going to guess that no one was within five feet of me. No, probably not. Because you were only the second one to uh, yep. do its do your thing. Good, because they would have had to have made that strength save as well. Okay. Anything uh, else on your turn? Good, sir. Um... Don't have any other real special bonus actions or anything like that, so uh, nope. All right, we move on then to Sickus. Uh, I attack. All right, from where you are standing, the dragon would be 5, 10, 15, 20, so yeah, you could get there with 20 feet of movement. Uh, that'd be the goal of Okay. All right, uh, so 24 for both of those, correct? Yeah. All right, uh, both of those would hit then. Swapping 12. All right, uh, so you are able to then uh, uh, punch the dragon straight in its dragon face, 
and uh, its head rocks back a little bit. All right, uh, we then move on to, oh, anything as a bonus action or anything with your golem? All right, so then we move on to Eren. You would be kind of behind Dimitri still, I'm assuming, in that hallway, so you would have line of sight of the dragon. How far away is everyone? Uh, the room from the double doors would be, let me see here, so basically about 25 feet away from the dragon, roughly. Um, if I move into the center of everyone, is everyone within 30 feet of me? Uh, yeah, everybody's had a turn. Dunkle might not be, depending on where he can. Is there any way to guarantee, guarantee that? I don't know. D- Dunkle, how far would you have run away? Just behind the doors, or would you have gone further in the room and hidden a treasure box? Uh, I think I declared that I was just going to run south far enough to get behind the wall so that I was not in the door. Not visible okay. in the door, so I wouldn't have gone more than five foot. Not a problem. So then he would be within 30 feet, yes. I am going to cast <laughs> at eighth level. Oh my gosh. Uh, so 30 feet radius around me. Now, instead of a holy glorious light, is a dark swirling vortex of cloud. <laughs> uh, room within 30 feet of me. Uh, well, it says crates like shit dim light I choose to ignore this um yeah. <laughs> but advantage on all saving throws and uh all other creatures have disadvantage on attack crawls against us until the spell ends and it's a minute long holy wow that is fantastic okay uh that so let me get that like... straight so because I, I was within that range Every, everyone's within this range, so everyone has advantage on all saving throws, and nice. all attacks against us have disadvantage. Holy cow. Okay, um, anything else on your turn, then? No, that's pretty much my turn. <laughs> all right, uh, it's going to go ahead and use a legendary action at the end of your turn and before its turn. Uh, I need Stickus, uh, being as you're probably the only creature within 15 feet right now. Uh, let me check the map real quick. Because uh, Lydia would be 20 feet away in order to get the dragon at 30 kind of in the center. So, uh, Sickus, I need you and yourself, uh, your I mean your golem and yourself, to give me dexterity saving throws. I'm pretty sure your wizard's automatically going to fail because he's inside the arm. 16. 16, all right. Uh, not Your quite enough. Oh, go- what was that? Is it advantage? Oh, yeah, go ahead and advantage for the golem. 16. 16 again. Okay. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm switching between windows, so I'm trying to keep an eye on the Discord and everything else. Um, all right. So then um, you are going to take, let me find the damage here. There we go. So uh, you take, uh, personally, as your wizard, are going to take, oh, come on, stupid command. 16 points of bludgeoning damage as your body is like partially twisted within your construct. Uh, Normally you would be knocked prone, but since you're inside your construct, that can't really happen. And then the dragon is going to go ahead and appear after teleporting uh, during that same move directly behind Lydia or Eren. So the dragon is now staring at you uh, from five feet away. (laughs) So we move on to its turn. All right, so I need from everybody, yeah, literally everybody, uh, to give me a DC 18 wisdom saving throw. 
and we are at we are at advantage, correct? Yes. That's good because with my negative one to wisdom, uh, negative, I will have an eight, Bob. Dunkel will fail the roll. All right. Also have an eight. All right. Twenty-two. Okay, you're totally fine. Stickus. Oh my god. All right. Uh, so then. Uh, everybody that rolled less than an 18, you are frightened for one minute. So you would need to, uh, you cannot move any closer. You have disadvantage on attack rolls, but you can repeat the saving throw at the end of each one of your turns. It's the so, ball of wasted on you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, let's see. So it can use that. Uh, then it makes three attacks, one with its bite and two with its claws. So, um, yes, it is. Let's see here. Plus, all right. So, Lydia, you are going to take all three of these because, yay! Disadvantage because of your. What was that DC, Bob? Again, was that eighteen? You said eighteen, correct? Okay, I failed to add my plus four, but it still wasn't yeah. close enough. All right, and so disadvantage on each one of the attacks, correct, Aaron? Correct. All right, so the first attack, neither of those would hit. Oh my gosh, I rolled two natural ones for that. Uh, So then 14 on that second attack and Um, 15 on that second attack, or third attack. So good. Yeah. All right, yeah, you're totally fine. This dragon goes to swipe at you, but uh, your worship of ball was enough to just like freak it out to the point where there's no way in heck it is going to attempt to attack one who worships the god of murder and deceit. Uh, so, yes, exactly. I can't believe the dragon rolled that low with that much to get bonus. Uh, we then move on to Dunkle again, I guess. Right, so you said frightened, huh? Correct, are, you are frightened. What are the specifics of the frightened condition? You cannot move closer willingly, and you have disadvantage on attack rolls against said target. Okay. So now, this is a little silly. Like, now, with me... Let me go back to the page. So where I'm at behind that door, if I can't see him necessarily, do I do I even know, like, where he is? Uh, since... Let me see. This is an aura effect, so I would say that you... Let me get the exact I probably have a general sense of where he is based on where the aura is coming from. Pretty much. Uh, Let me... He also uh, teleported right behind Lydia. I just will point out, like, um, this isn't like Beacon of Hope where you can just get a tag by my Beacon of Hope and then go wherever you like. If you move outside of 30 feet from me, you lose advantage on all saving throws and disadvantage on attacks against you. Hmm, good call. Just two seconds. Right. Let me look at this. Uh, from where Lydia would roughly be standing, uh, since you said middle of the room, 5, 10, 15, 20. So you could actually move backwards diagonal one spot to get an open shot at the door. You wouldn't be moving closer to the target. Um, you would actually be moving backwards and you would be within 25 feet. So you would still be affected by uh, the Lydia's thing. All right, that sounds good. I mean, I can just go ahead and stay where I am, I suppose, as long as I've got line of sight on him and I can take a shot. I think you. Oh yeah, the it, it teleported. So yes, you would. It would have. You would see it from where you are. Okay. So let's start off. First Elder's blast. Uh, nine plus ten for nineteen. 
It's going to go ahead and do the exact same thing that it did to Dimitri. Well, actually, really quick, though, are we getting advantage on all attack rolls? You're getting disadvantage on attack rolls because... Uh, oh, God. Okay, well, so so let's see now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this yeah, might true. work in my favor. Very true. <laughs> so, all right, so the, <laughs> that's a fucking four. Okay, yes, not <laughs> so even close. My, officially, based on disadvantage, my attack was a 14. <laughs> yes, that does not Who would have known? Who would have thunk that disadvantage could save you from smacking yourself in the face? Uh, no joke. Or, uh, oh man, so... just watch if you get a natural one. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> also, what becomes of this, uh, the two other beams? <laughs> no joke. Right. So the second attack. Uh, let's see here. Uh, that's a six for the first roll and a five, so a 15, which I don't think hits. Nope. All right, and... For the next one, an 18 and a natural 20. Ooh, Son of okay. a bitch! <laughs> so but 28. Luckily, tw- oh, 28. Okay, 28. yes. No, you actually managed to hit this thing despite uh, its ability to twist space and whatnot. You totally Alrighty. hit this creature. Alrighty, so rolling for the first damage is 5 plus... Oh, is, is there someone within 5 feet of him currently? Oh, yes, Lydia. Okay, good. I mean, well, not good for Lydia, but... <laughs> Um, so 12, 15, 20, 25, 28. So 28 damage plus 5 for force damage. Oof, okay. 33 total. Holy cow. All right. Uh, two. Uh, math is hard. All right. Uh, it definitely did not enjoy getting hit with that. Uh, Eldritch Blast, uh, despite its best efforts to twist space and teleport away any attacks at it, uh, you managed to just slam the thing square on. Alright, uh, anything for movement or I, bonus actions? Honestly, I think I'm just going to go ahead and stay where I am. Um, I, I could run out of the room or I could try to teleport, but I think <clears throat> just staying in presence to keep shooting is the way to go, but I'll make that will save. And oh, yes. So... So, are we still getting advantage on that? I have Slippery Mind, so I have advantage on Wisdom saves regardless. Okay. So, um, so I will attempt that. And 18 plus 4 for 22. Hot damn, you are now immune to its effects for 24 hours. Tweet. And that's my turn. All right. On to Dimitri. Oh, no, wait. No, screw that. Void Dragon just got hit. He's pissed. Uh, Void Dragon is going to take his frustration out... Uh, using a legendary action, and uh, Dimitri, do you believe you would be within 15 feet? Probably. All right, he's going to go ahead and tail swipe you, um, because I'm not going to totally beat the crap out of Lydia. He sees you swinging that sling around, looking like you're about ready to hit it, and plus 12. So I was actually off by one point. He has plus 12 to hit, not 11. Oh my god, 13. Okay. (laughs) Never mind. That doesn't even come close. Don't even have to worry about the disadvantage. All right. Immediately go for it. That was a natural one. I can't lo- lo- roll lower than that. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Dimitri, it is your turn. We're going to use our battlefield eye. Okay. Um, so his charisma, charisma? De- his deception versus my insight. Let us see. Charisma plus five. The exact opposite of the last time. So It's okay. I think he's going to manage. We'll see. I've been look at the bot rolls on this. They have been d- abysmally low the last several times. Let's see. Oh my god! I rolled a natural one again for a six. <laughs> I, rolled I, hate in, you. 
I rolled a six plus one for seven. Oh my god! <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Okay, well now that everybody is conveniently lined up in this hallway, you can tell that it's like rearing its head back and taking a deep inhalation. So you're pretty sure you know what happens next. I think he's gonna breathe on us, guys. defeat. <laughs> but thankfully, the other benefit is since I have disadvantage against him on attacks, but that gives me advantage. It's just a straight attack roll with my siege sling. And that is a 29 to hit. Oof, yes, that very easily hits him. And there ain't nothing he can do to modify that. Oh, but I did not roll good damage. 8, 10, 17... Uh, 20 magical bludgeoning damage against him. Hot diggity damn. That is still not too terrible. And then I'll remake my uh, wisdom save. Uh, that's not going to cut it. All I'm still right. scared of him. Uh, even with Lydia's bonus thing? Oh, I rolled uh, I rolled with disadvantage and my highest roll was a 9. So even, okay. neither one of those are going to do it. All right. Uh... Shoo-ba-doo-ba-doo-doo on to Stickus. Just keep away. All right, you turn around, run the other direction up next to Lydia, and you rock'em, sock'em robot, or rock'em, sock'em shield guardian. Not as catchy. Go for it. Probably not. Nope, unfortunately not. 16. Yep. Unfortunately, like, because uh, you failed the... Say, with that? Would fear? Uh... Yeah, I think fear would cancel it out because you're... No, your golem is immune to fear, correct? Yes. Okay, so you would not... Oh, yeah, never mind. Excuse me. Uh, uh, the advantage is to saving throws with Lydia's thing, not attack rolls, correct? Correct. All right, sorry. That's where I was getting confused. All right. Um, then as a bonus action or anything like that, I'm assuming that's a no? I, I didn't hear you. Oh, uh, sorry. I said anything is a bonus action, Sickus. Oh, no. All right, not a problem. We then move on to Aaron. Oh boy, hello. Look, I know it, it's just it's rough times, you know. It's it's, it's made mistakes to each of us. <laughs> uh, um, shoot. Well, I'm sure I can come to an amicable. But <laughs> I don't have much really here that can help me fight for the attack. <laughs> okay. So, okay. This is indeed, it is, it is a creature. I'm, I'm gonna have to set this up right now. Okay. So, understand what's specific. Okay, let's see if this works. I'm going to bonus action first of all. Oh, is it concentration? It's not. <laughs> oh, okay. We're gonna first of all start off and we're going to do uh, our channel divinity and wraith screen. Now, all right. while it's, increases the range of it by 30 feet, which doesn't really matter. The key part of it for this is that normally creatures that have immunity to being frightened no longer have it, provided the wraith scream is up and they get the the penalty to wisdom and charisma saves. Fantastic. Even if it it can't be frightened, it is momentarily a bit shook. Fantastic. Uh Then as an action, because of that, we're going to cast a little spell that comes handy with being a terror domain cleric. I'm going to cast Gaius. Oh, damn. All right. Uh, what kind of save is that? Wisdom 
And it is taken. And I shall impose on it disadvantage for this particular saving throw. Fantastic. Uh, So it's only got a plus one. Six. It doesn't matter. Uh, Oh, plus 11, sorry. Uh, So six, yeah, that's that's gonna automatically fail. (laughs) Okay. I, I am going to give it the command, basically, harm no one. It can basically do as it likes, but every time it harms, it, it goes counter to the command that is given. It will take 5d10 psychic damage. Ooh, fantastic. Well, exit uh, no more than once a day for that. But oh, shit. Wait. Okay, yeah, go ahead. It's, it's no more than once a day. It can take the damage for that. But I'm basically, at this point, instituted a command. It can choose to go with it or not, really. All right, and uh, I totally forgot it had this. I'm not going to impose it this time, but it does have legendary resistances. So normally it would have succeeded. I didn't declare it before all of that happens. So you can if you like, honest. Like that's it's all part of getting rid of the legendary resistances. Very true. All right, yeah. So it's going to go ahead and burn one of those resistances, and uh, it doesn't. Uh, it is not affected by that. No worries. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm switching between because only half of the things are listed on the adult Void Dragon. The other half are listed on Ancient Void Dragon. So I happen to, like, look back and forth constantly to get the effects of different things. Um, okay. All right, so anything is a bonus action. My bonus action to scream. <laughs> oh, that's correct. All right. Uh, we then move on to the dragon. Just as Dimitri predicted with his sudden barbarian insight into the near future, uh, terrifyingly enough is, oh, actually, before that, at the end of your turn, Lydia, it is going to go ahead and I need uh, Dimitri and uh, uh, Aaron and Sickus uh, once again to give me dexterity saving throws. Sickus, your wizard will automatically fail automatically fail because you are within the armor. Alright, so I can I was going to say, I'm getting disadvantage from it, but advantage from the aura, which would cancel it out and then I get advantage from my danger sense, so I will actually have advantage on the save. God damn. I love it when they stack like that. Makes it so Oh, thank goodness, because I rolled an 18 and a 1. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. So that's a, a 19 Ooh. for my deck save. Um, I have 17 plus 2, so 19. I rolled max on the damage, so let's see. Did any? Uh, I believe only the wizard wizard uh, failed, so... Oh, uh, the golem failed too, it seems like. So you guys would take uh, rolled max on it, 17 points of bludgeoning damage as space is warped. Uh, it technically doesn't teleport anywhere because it's right where it wants to be. Uh, actually, you know what? No, it's going to teleport five feet back to guarantee that that cone of its actual action is going to uh, hit everybody because with two people right in front of it, technically with a cone, only five feet in front hurts, uh, gets hit. So it's going to go ahead and teleport five feet backwards. And Bob, yes. I'm going to venture, I guess, that his attacks are magical. They are, it's a matter of fact. Yep, just, just clarify. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Is it not magical? Holy crap, it doesn't say anywhere here that its attacks are magical. It's not magical. So I will only take five from that attack. Holy crap, yeah, no, um, yeah, no, it doesn't say anywhere that any of these attacks are magical. Uh, When it bites or it claws, it's cold damage, but this is just straight bludgeoning damage. Uh, So yeah, no, not magical. Fantastic. 
Um, and then it is going to go ahead, and this is magical, as a matter of fact. Yep. I need everybody to give me a de- DC 20 dexterity saving throw. I need to roll 19 or higher. <laughs> That's not going to do it. I see cool. 19 again. All right. Uh, so anybody that rolled less than 20, remember that I <laughs> love you all. Remember that I love you all and uh, that uh, this is not personal in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you take 34 points of fire damage and 36 points of radiant damage on a failed save, half as much on the successful, and the DC was 20. 70, so I'm down to 51 hit points. So with a 26 plus evasion, I take none of it? Yep. Uh, you wouldn't have even been affected, I don't think, because you were within oh. the doorways quite a ways away. So this would be uh, Dimitri, uh, Sickus, his armor, and Aaron. Okay. Yep, well, I, I will take solace and <laughs> in, in comfort in, in knowing that I could have avoided it. I'm on zero. All right. Uh, so, and there is no effect for falling to zero, luckily, with the stellar fire breath, whatever the heck it is. Uh, it means that the aura, aura is, aura. Is, holy Oof. aura has all right uh so then we move on to let's see here dunkle up at the top of the initiative order so you have seen aaron collapse into a uh, state of death though that she probably isn't too upset about you know worshiping ball like she does but you know probably isn't advantageous to your current situation no um what's the physical state of the dragon bob uh, the dragon has definitely been injured. It's made of cosmic energies and whatnot. So the shroom trip that is the dragon is definitely looking a lot more real than what you would expect. AKA and, it is bloodied. And my minotaur buddy is has obviously taken some damage and is feeling the effects of combat. No joke, your minotaur would be dead if he wasn't a barbarian. Like- <laughs> All right, well, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna put faith in my belief in the uh i don't know if cultists really have belief or if they just <laughs> they just blindly following the archfey um, yeah you do what you gotta do otherwise like all sorts of really nasty pranks would be happening like you know they'd steal your shoes turn you into a goat for a day spoil all the food in your fridge i mean the fey are notorious yeah well i'm gonna go ahead and get a little more wild in my application of dunkel's combat prowess i'll fire off first round all right um that's gonna be a 15. unfortunately not enough all right second round 13 son of a bitch and there you go 27. hot diggity damn that hits so close so a d10 uh, that's a two. I'll exercise my Archfey ability to re-roll that into a ten. And 86 sneak, as long as do we still have people within five feet. Uh, yes, Sickest wasn't okay. killed, so... Alright, so, six and four, ten. Five, two, two, one is ten. So, twenty, twenty-six, plus ten, thirty-six force damage. Holy crap. I forget how much damage rogues do just... <laughs> Well, so you know, and like like the combination of the of the warlock slash rogue is like that the eight d six is massive, and I think one place where rogues kind of kind of like might miss out a little bit is with me having the ability to crit on something that I can fire three times. Yeah. Um, rogues don't get second attack, do they? 
anywhere in they the... They do at level five. At level oh, five, no, they, so... They, I don't remember, I think most rogues do dual wielding, but I do not remember. I'd have to look that Oh, well, yeah, yeah, because of dual will. So you could, you could take that bonus action to make that second attack. Um, but you think about that, you know, that, that, so, A, you're spending your bonus action, which reduces your ability to use that bonus action for other things like your cunning yeah. action. And so I cannot find the page. Yeah, I literally, I don't see extra attack on here at all. Nope. Um, nope. So me having the ability to shoot three times at range, whereas you would only have that one short bow attack. I think this, the combination is kind of intense because I get a D10, no... A charisma modifier, no dexterity modifier. Just I get a straight D10, but it's better than a D6. And then adding, yeah. and then, so I, I have like literally, you know, three times the chance to hit with that sneak attack every single turn. And then on top of it, you know, um, the other abilities that allow me to move around and do other things. So hit him for what did I say? What was that? Was it 40? 37? Uh, yeah, something like that. I already yeah. calculated it out. So yeah, I, I smite thee and then come driving in and I'll, I'll go ahead and move up to him. Okay. I will walk up to him and that's going to put me right. I mean, I don't know if I get right in front of him. How far away would I have to go to actually get right in front of him? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think the way we were describing uh, about a full 30 feet, I think. Okay. Because, let's see, you were there, and then you had to move back diagonal one. So roughly 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Yeah, 25 feet. All right, so I can get straight up to him with just my movement. All right. Uh, so would you try to draw its attention so that it is facing away from your downed cleric? Actually, or... actually as part of that, I'm going to I'm going to move up not... Well, actually, he's he's got reach, doesn't he? I imagine yes. he's got like 10-foot reach or whatnot. Feet. I'm... I could have observed that based on how he's attacking. So I'm going to move up to that position and then kind of skirt around. Uh, and what, what, what would you want as a check to like really like get the attention? Like a persuasion uh, check, perhaps? With that amount of damage, I would just say just a, a intimidation or persuasion check. And it's not going to be a super high DC because 36 points or uh, a 47 points of damage, whatever you did. Uh, 40 plus points of damage is like a very significant chunk of health. <laughs> All right, so I'll make the little persuasion check at, at my plus 11. And so that'll be a 24 oh. persuasion. Yeah, I'll no, be like, I was only good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll say something along the lines of, you know, hey, why don't you pick on somebody who's not even kind of your size? And then I will <laughs> attempt to use my teleportation. And that's positive. So I will then teleport off to the direction where there is no one else, like which, whether that's going to be to the north or the south. Yep, you teleport straight behind him. Okay, and and then with that, I'll be like, hey, I'm over here. Fantastic. So it is looking around questioningly at uh, everything around it. And since you did get its attention uh, very successfully and did a massive chunk of damage, you get a free tail attack. Congratulations. Cool. Um, let's see, plus 12 to hit here. Oh, come on. I always forget to hit the shift button to hit the plus 12. Armor so 25 class. to hit. Yeah, armor class is 16. All right. So uh, that's let's... crazy. So I'm going to go ahead and use my... Well, let, let's see what the damage is first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do I have yeah. to declare Uncanny Dodge before the damage is rolled? Um, I probably do. Let me double check that. 
Let's read that there. Starting at fifth level, when an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to have that attack's damage against you. You have seen the tail attack, uh, attack Lydia. Oh, no, wait, Lydia dodged it. So you haven't actually seen it hit. (laughs) Well, it it says on when they hit you, you can choose to have it reduce the damage. So I would imagine that you have to do it before the the damage is declared. I'll go ahead and use my uncanny dodge to... to, uh, half the damage from a known attacker. All right, so down from 14 to 7. Fair enough. Are, do we still have the temporary hit points? Yes, will... you would still have those, though, and unless they were spent, you would still have those. <coughs> okay. Because I believe Ooh. with Inspiring Leader, it doesn't matter if the person <coughs> is alive or not. Uh, so because, yeah. Okay. My legacy lives on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I'll lose. I'll lose a few of those. And that's my reaction until my next turn, and I will pass. All right. It always makes me laugh when the cleric or the healer of the group, despite Lydia's non-healing pensions usually, um, it, it always makes me laugh when the healer of the group is the first to die. It's like <laughs> classic raid stuff, you know? <laughs> All right. Uh, Dimitri, it is your turn. Say if, if I hadn't been afraid of it, I actually would have given a little shove to give her some breathing room two turns ago. But yeah. that's not happening. Um, Gotta love wisdom saves. I did this exact same thing with Virgil's Dark Knight and ended up ruling his character like half the battles. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, since I have to use my bonus action to reload, I can't use my battlefield eye against it. Um, what the heck? Well, that's odd. Oh. Oh. I hid my everything from me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going to have to make a uh, attack at disadvantage with... I may as well forceful ordinance this, just because it doesn't right. actually cost me anything. Bob, I rolled a 20 and an 18. Holy crap. Uh, uh, let's see, 18 total, you said? No, no, those were natural rolls, so that 18 oh, would be a 28 to hit. Yeah, it can't even attempt to block that. And so that is 9, 19, 24, 27 points of uh, magical bludgeoning damage, and I needed to make a Ooh. strength save. All right. Uh, two, uh, oh, no, not two. You didn't do that. Uh, uh, what was it again? 20, how much? 27. All right. And strength <laughs> save. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have too bad of a strength here. Let me get in the right channel. Ah, not caps, goddammit. 21. That will pass. All right. Uh, though you oh, can crap. take... Oh, I was, never mind. I was going to say, the only one that is even close to within... Uh, actually, the golem would have to make a strength save as well, because he's within five feet of the dragon. All right, go ahead, golem. I forgot he was there. Uh, strength save, you say, Yes. That's a niner. Uh, He's knocked prone. Fine. All right. Uh, So, other than that, uh, anything else, Dimitri? Nope. That's all I can do. Okay. Uh, So then we move on to Sickus. Well, I will stand up, I suppose. And then how how big's the room? Uh, The room is... uh, You're currently kind of standing in a hallway, so... It is, uh, let's see, 25 by that massive long length, but uh, you're kind of all centered around the square pillars, so 25 by about 35 for 40. More importantly, how, how high is the roof, you said? 
Oh, uh, the roof in this, there is no roof in this area. It is open to the clouds above. That's reverse gravity of the dragon. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, let's see here. What kind of save is that? Uh, it is dexterity saving throw. Dexterity. All right. I think it's probably going to end up burning another legendary resistance, but let us see. Straight 20, so 18. Uh, okay. Yeah, it saves. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, anything else as a bonus action or anything like that? So, what it does is to fall upward, but it grabs onto an object um, to hold itself there. So I guess this, there's still a, still a 50 foot by 100 foot high cylinder zone of anti-gravity, which is the thing holding itself there. Oh! Uh, okay, what was the range of it? It's a 50 foot uh, wide by 100 foot high cylinder. Okay, and uh, can you choose the targets affected or is it all targets? Uh, let me double check that. Yeah, because I was going to say, Dimitri, Dunkel, and Lydia would all be caught up in that same attack if Oops. you can't choose targets. I, I cannot. It's all okay, um, objects that aren't somehow anchored to the ground. Uh, All right, so then, uh, Dunkel, Dimitri, uh, Lydia, you automatically fail. Being a wizard, I knew this. I holler out, hold on! Okay, uh, so I would give advantage to Dimitri and Dunkel. Lydia, since you're rolling death saves and unconscious, uh, you begin to fly into the sky. Yeah! I, uh, I also, uh, do not succeed. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so you said dex save? Correct. All right, with advantage, because he announced it was about to happen. Yeah, I would give that to you. Uh, so a, I rolled an 18 and a 2, but 18 uh, plus right. 10 for 28, so I'm good. All right, so then uh, how fast do they fly up? It's falling speed, correct? 9.8 meters yeah, per second squared. Speed. 32 feet per second per second. Yep, so 30 feet, right. Oh, no, it says they fall upward and reach the top of the area when I cast the spell, so they're just rocking it up 100 feet. speed is ridiculously fast, like... Uh, okay, so, uh, uh, Dimitri and, uh, uh, Lydia, you are currently sailing into the sky, uh, out of nowhere. Okay, uh... Okay, so we fall, so... <laughs> Full speed, just to double, just to confirm, is 500 feet per per round per six seconds. Okay, uh, you're rocketing into the air. Uh, don't worry, you'll come back next game regardless. Uh, so Do I hit anything there because it's falling down. <laughs> yeah, so, I know. Well, that's why I asked if there was a ceiling. He said it was just open. So you guys would have is it open? Yeah. It is, yeah, this is thankfully. Yeah. Otherwise, that would hurt. I was, yeah, I was trying to smash the dragon, but, uh, oops. Up we go. <laughs> yep, you are rocketing into the air, uh, Lydia and Dimitri. Uh, so we move on, uh, since Lydia, go ahead and roll a death saving throw in the air yep. to enter the stratosphere. Oh, Bob, <laughs> um, I forgot to roll my wisdom save against the fear effect. Okay, oh yeah, go ahead for that. Um, that is an 18 and a 20, so I... Does a 19 pass? Yes, that passes. Uh, Thank DC goodness. was 18. All right, so you are no longer afraid as you become a bird. Okay, <laughs> uh, so I have some good news and some bad news. Go for it. Uh, I rolled a natural one. Oof. There is no good. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, 
Okay, so you've rocketed into the air 100 feet above where you currently are uh, and uh, into the open sky. And then uh, it is on to the dragon's turn. Uh, the dragon now has two less targets. Uh, so it is going to go ahead and attack. Uh, let's see here. Since you're all the way around it. Bring it on, Smokey. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you did that. And the other attack didn't really do anything with... Uh, uh, oh, wait, no. Would your uh, armor still get to attack, Sickus? Uh, I mean, I guess if I'm dragon adjacent. Yeah, because the creature would not... I mean, oh. you're right there next to it, and the creature succeeded, so it just, like, sunk its claws into the into the ground, so it would still yeah, be within attack like, range. Here's the question, right? Like, did my armor succeed? Because I would just shoot my end, I guess. Oh, shit, yeah, no, you would, if you if you failed the saving throw, Zero, you would rocket into the air with everybody else. Hey, guys! Alright, so you rocket 100 feet into the air. Dunkle, it is down to you. Dun, 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 dun. My sneech slug has a range of 120 feet. I can actually shoot from up here. Could be a blessing, guys. So, with there being no ceiling, I, I, I envision this. Have, have you seen those things? They have the contraptions. They have the giant wind fans that blow wind yeah. upward. <laughs> and so you go out there, and it gives you the the sensation that you're you're falling through the air, but you're actually just kind of like staying still. I see that they get to the top of this 120 uh, 100 foot cylinder and they're just kind of like they're just kind of like whoa because <laughs> they they can't continue going up but they don't also fall because it's like they're they're meeting their own end of the gravity so fortunately Correct. no damage yeah. but that's got to be awkward yeah, um, the fall is definitely. So, going and to I was, be I did, I did uh, read up on falling. So it says here, a fall from a great height is one of the most common hazards facing an adventurer. At the end of a fall, an adventurer takes one d six bludgeoning damage for every ten feet that it fell to a maximum of twenty d six. So had had you hit the ceiling and, and say the ceiling was fifty foot tall, for every what was that? Every ten feet, so it would have been five foot, five foot or five d six damage. Correct. But since there's no ceiling, we're not worried about that. <laughs> Just Correct. for case in point for later usage of that spell. Um, okay. And uh, the dragon attacked you three times since you were the only target. Oh. It hit two times. Armor class uh, 16. Yep, so then it hit all three times. Uh, (laughs) uh, Let me get this. Uh, One of them was a crit. So. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. So the first attack is uh, 30 points of damage. Ouch. Uh, Part of it is cold, part of it is piercing. Does it make a difference? Uh, I have zero resistances, so hang on. The, the first one was was thirty, you said. Yep, and then the second one would be twenty seven plus twelve, so uh, thirty nine points of damage for the second one, uh, plus a roll uh, because it's crit. So you still alive? Uh, at this point, yeah. All right, so uh, let me roll this to get the extra damage on top of the crit. Uh, so an additional 22 points of damage on top of that max roll. And then for the third attack, which also hit, uh, let's see here. It is 2d6 damage plus 1d6. Third attack uh, was, let's see here, 26 points of damage for the third attack. Just tell me how much damage I take. <laughs> 97 points of damage total. 97? So 106 minus 97 is 9. I'm at 9 health. (laughs) And everybody is like floating and or Don't you wish you had failed that save? Hey, I kind of do. 
But if it makes you feel better, it's now your turn. So so the whole time I'm sitting here being like, I hope he casts a spell. I hope he casts a spell. I could try to counterspell it. Uh, it's kind of like, I'm, but I don't have a, yeah, my 11 plus your dex is not good versus dragons. Yeah. Okay, so I'm at nine health. We're just going to write that down. That takes up my whole box. It's my turn now, you say? Correct. Let's see now. So, well, uncanny dodge. That's available now. At least I can <laughs> survive one attack. Uh, evasion. Didn't oh, work. Quit. Reliable talent. Blind sense. Yep, I'm kind of just screwed. So I'm going to go ahead and use... What can I do to try to, like, where I'm at in that room... Over, I, kiss your ass where goodbye. I could go well I mean so I, I am though I am aware that that Dimitri is able to rocket a sling uh, from his sling from where he's at yeah yep yeah but the dragon would have seen him do such feats of strength before all right well I'm gonna use I I want to just like take a shot but at the same time I kind of I'm just like bonus action disengage and then action spider climb and then just like scurry up the wall but the dragon's gonna be able to fly like so I guess we're just gonna go ahead and straight up stare him down <laughs> so attack number right. one uh 19 oh so close 19 plus 10 for 29 easily um I, I'm, I'm gonna hold out I'm not I'm not gonna sneak attack I'm gonna hold out I'm going to hope that one we of my next attacks. <laughs> so that's going to be uh, nine points of damage. Force, poke, attack number two. All right. 16 for 26. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to. No, there's nobody else. Shit. There's nobody else within five feet. I'm the only nope. one because they're all floating. I can't even sneak attack. Nope. Wow. Oh, God. This is so sad. The worst sad. place for a rogue. This is so sad. Alright, so a D10. Uh, that's a 1. I will use my Archfae benefit to reroll and get a 10. Alright. The third and final Eldritch Blast. Uh, 13 for 23. And that's going to be 9. That's pretty nine. good. <laughs> Still decent. I mean, just poke, poke, poke. Um, okay, go ahead. Okay, so how far am I from the doors, Bob? Uh, probably 15, 20 feet on the opposite side of the drag. All right, so disengage. I can bonus oh. action to disengage. You disengage and run away. Uh, well, I just got to figure out like where the. Yeah, uh, uh, I can uh, never find. Looking... I can mm-hmm. never find these pages properly. Where exactly do we fall? That's the question. Class for uh, a minute. I'd rather not, because I want to not die All right. before this so, thing is dead. So disengage just says, if you take the disengage action, your movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks for the rest of the turn. Correct. So I will cunning action. I will, I will literally disengage as a bonus action. So I've made my three attacks. I will disengage. I'm going to run straight for the doors. Fantastic. Not provoking attack of opportunity. And you said that's going to get me how far? Uh, that'll get you all the way into that room and you can hide behind the door again. All right. And when I get there, I'm going to roll D6 to see if I can use my uh, Eldritch Shift to teleport. I've been making them all day long. This is the one I'm going to fail. 
I made it! So I will Woo! then teleport uh, to the north, to the top right. left of those four uh, cylinders, the green cylinders. Fantastic, yes, you are clear the hell <laughs> and, out and, of And the right way. before I do that, because I had offered a challenge to him, I've changed my mind! And then <laughs> poof. <laughs> and I'm, that's it, I'm out. I got nothing else. Mike, I hit him, hit him hard! <laughs> Dimitri, I kid you not, if you hit him once, there is a very high chance that you will end it. It is flashing red right now on its health screen. A straight attack roll. What you see above him is like just a, a flashing button with a, a pink square above it. No joke. Like oh, literally it has 18 health points out of 229. <laughs> I want the Rocky music right now. Just bum 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 bum. No joke. So if I roll an eight or higher, I hit him. That's an eight. Nice. Roll that damage. If it is more than eighteen, it kills it. I'm going to roll kind of okay on this. I'm going to roll these four d10 one at a time. That's a seven. Oh god. That's a two. Oh god, we're oh, halfway nine. there. We're halfway there. That's another seven. Oh god! And that's a d8 that I rolled an eight on. Okay! You bring that boulder down <laughs> and it plunges through the cosmic space looking face of this dragon and kills it. The dragon falls to the ground and the extra dimensional portal that was its body exploded explodes and crap goes flying absolutely everywhere. Ooh, is there damage associated to that? Uh, normally there would be, but since everybody's in the air, I'm uh, like a hundred feet in the air and you're I'm saying I'm very wall. glad that I'm around the corner now. Yeah, you're totally <laughs> fine. Magic items, Ooh. gold pieces, bars of gold, all go exploding around uh, the whole area. Go ahead, so, drop the spell. Give me my, give me, um, give me, give me my fall damage. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, just for the just for the fun of it, go ahead and roll fall damage for this. It would be freaking hilarious. Alright, five D six? It it would be ten D six actually. Uh, oh, yeah. because because you're gonna take a D six for every ten feet fall that you fall. Oh, yeah. Which right, so technically yeah. since we're, we're since we're dealing with, with like, you know, uh, exponential it's basically exponential velocity. Technically yeah. it should be like a D six for the first ten and then two D six for the second D ten and three D six for the next D ten. Because like a fifty foot fall will flat out kill you. No joke. <clears throat> I mean, or at the very least, cripple you. No joke. 21. I mean, I can fall down a three set of stairs and be out of commission for a week. No joke. Six plus five, so 20. But I have a lot of mass. 42. <laughs> Do he survive? That's 52. So I will hit and I will drop to zero. But oh I get God. a con save. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at my spell list. Like, is there anything that I, I'm going to cast Mage Hand and put it underneath him to try to no, cushion I, his blow? Mike, I'm a barbarian. When I drop to zero, I get a con save. Yeah, I know. I'm just goofing. Then I will make and drop to one hit point as I just. Bam. Oh my god! I'm just right, gonna okay. get up and dust myself off. All right, and so you know when you step on a pop can and it crunches down to nothing, that's what happens to uh, Aaron. But you know, everybody else isn't too bad. <laughs> I'm at nine. We love you, Aaron. Did she, she? She just died. No joke. But however, comma that doesn't matter because we are within the homebrew review, and you come back anyway at level twenty. All right, we will go oh, ahead. Please be back. 
my my purpose is not yet finished. Yes, exactly. Lord Ball has decided you have taken enough lives to grant you the favor of another life, so long as you take more lives. This is a punishment. (laughs) Exactly. All right, so we will go ahead and end here because it is 11 p.m. our local time, and we have been recording for a while. So we will go ahead and uh, do our reviews. So go ahead. We will start at the bottom of the list again, backwards order. Uh, so zero, tell us about the uh, tradition of golemancy gola- and uh, what you thought of it. Any improvements that could be made, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, it was. It's it's still fun. You know, I I feel like you know it's a wizard with a pet. Um, you know, and I've been wearing mine. It's pretty cool. A lot of interesting interactions. I've been having some trouble finding. Spells. It's a lot of concentration spells, at least for what I'm trying to do. So, you know, I still, I still think it'd be neat if there were some, you know, uh, enhancement options for it. You know, to, to build it up and customize it. I just add a bit of flair and flavor to the class, and so give it a little more. Um, but yeah, other than that, I had a lot of fun. Uh, it'd be neat to look at other options as well. Uh, in terms of constructs and some of you know, the source books or that are out there, like mobile uh, presses, you know, Messieri, etc., etc., expand options too. Yeah, and that's all one thing. You know, that's something that uh, a DM could kind of homebrew into it a little bit, ho- house rule it in. Uh, to make it happen because that is one thing that there's so much source material out there you know where do you stop with the inclusion type stuff with it all right um up the line then to stygius okay so let's see now my additions this week was uh third shot and more sneak attack damage which really played the premier spot for dunkel's performance today um the uh Slippery Mind, having the advantage on Wiz saves, that's all just rogue stuff. So, like, the general stuff that comes with just being a rogue, that was good. Uh, Blind Sense didn't come into part, but Eldritch Shift from the subclass Cultist, that was fun, because being able to, whenever you cast a spell, it's just, like, that chance to get an extra 15 feet of movement. I mean, whether that's peek in, shoot, yeah. peek out, I mean, that's that was fantastic. It literally is what probably saved me in the very end, was being able to yeah. get it. So uh, combining the the bonus action to disengage and then pop around the corner, that was fantastic. Um, I did not cast any cultist spells, which are just the, the basic warlock spells. I had I had prepared in my spell list counter spell and dispel magic, which when we saw the dragon, I thought, oh, this is going to be good. He'll cast a spell. No spell. Um, other than that, like invisibility, darkness, spider climb, none of those things came into play today. Uh, but I can imagine during a campaign, you know, spells like that would come into handy all the time. So this was a blast. Like, <laughs> literally, an Eldritch blast. <laughs> there was this was an Eldritch blast to play. Um, I do, we talked about it a little bit during the actual combat that having three, like just Eldritch blast gaining extra beams. I have a, a, a much higher consistent chance to produce results with, with sneak attack. So I'd say this class definitely, like, it ups the game of the rogue with sneak attack. All I have to do is make sure there's a person there, or I have advantage from a hide, and holy cow, do I get some damage out. Um, that being said, it's kind of like 
I don't think there's too much more to it than that. Like, there's some spell casting, but you don't have like the crazy wicked spell casting like the warlocks do. You don't get the at what uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth level. You get all those uh, those extra spells that just kind of show up for you. We don't get those. So I mean, at a certain point, you kind of cap out and you just really rely on that Eldritch Blast plus Sneak Attack. You do a ton of damage and then utilize those skills to in a campaign to accomplish, you know, campaign-based material. Other than that, super fun, and that's what I got. Thanks for having me on, Bob. Yeah, fantastic. And that is one thing that would have been a little bit different had uh, uh, Dimitri literally not brought the house down on that tower. There, <laughs> there would have been spellcasting 100% in there. Uh, and there, there, there was your humanoids, uh, Lydia, that you could have crowned of madness. Uh, they, they all got splattered as well. But uh, other than that, yeah, no, uh, that's a fantastic use of those warlock spell slots because they're all pack magic. So max level, you're almost guaranteed to end the spell of anybody doing anything. Yeah, when, uh, when. Uh, Zero, or sorry, Sickus had first mentioned reverse gravity. The first thing I did was flip to it to find out what level of a spell it was, because I'm like, <laughs> I-, I might want to counter that myself. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> Which joke. would be hilarious, like, if, had it been fourth level. Obviously, though, it wasn't, so. But imagine, he's like, I'm going to reverse gravity, and I'm like, that's a terrible idea. He's like, I don't care, and I go, counterspell. <laughs> Ask Micah how I feel about counterspells and magic. Yes. Oh, God. I yeah. love, Speaking I love of- blue. Quick question. Yes. Could Stygius have cast Dispel Magic on the Golem? Ooh. Uh... I was thinking about that, but like Golem creations for that, like, so Dispel Magic, I didn't... Can, I didn't can you Dispel a Magical Item? No, you, you can't Dispel Magic Magical Item. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. what I was I, I think it's effects from spells and whatnot. Um... I didn't even look into it. It like it crossed my mind for a moment. I didn't even look into it though because I was like, I'm pretty sure even dispel magic at third level, probably not enough to really like counteract something that took a 13th level guy to, to create. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wasn't even. I mean, it crossed my mind just long enough for me to say, ah, probably wouldn't even really work. Um, yeah. So it basically says choose one creature object magical effect within range. Uh, any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. And so I imagine everything was more than third level on that golem. Um, and then fourth level or higher would be an ability check 10 plus this, whatever the spell's level was. Yeah, spell, well, spell slots that I don't even have. So yeah, we're... Well, no, it's... it's You don't have to... You don't have to match the spell level. You cast it at third level. Anything that is fourth level or higher on it, you just have to make a uh, ability check against that oh, spell. Oh, cool. Okay. So I guess maybe, but again, it comes down to like, there's more than one magical effect holding together a golem, I guess. So I pro- I'm, you could almost say that, oh, you cast a spell magic on it. Okay, well, you broke apart one of the, the, the 13 spells it took to animate this golem. So it now has minus five foot to movement and it has a minus one to its attacks. And yeah. you'd be like, oh, cool. I spent third level spell on on a very minor effect, but who knows? It could have been. I mean, that's definitely like, um, you know, house rule GM kind of stuff. Exactly. All right. On to Micah. I broke things. Yeah. I broke many <laughs> things. Yes, you did. But it was finally your chance to shine and bring out an entire building. <clears throat> I didn't mean to bring down the building. I'm not mad that I did, but it did, you know kind of sped things up a little bit uh um no i got to use a number of effects that i really wanted to, to kind of see in action uh, the battlefield eye 
was useful-ish. Like I was more using it at this point to kind of try to counteract some of those disadvantages against me um, with the the ability that you get at Warmaster or with the Warmaster uh, class feature at 14th level, you know, and the forceful ordinance. Unfortunately, the only thing that got knocked prone was a a, uh, a set of armor. Um, but it was it was interesting. I almost almost had it smack me in the face, so that was fun. Um, other than that, the, the 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 siege sling is is a really fun weapon. Um, I feel like after after we uh, uh, talked to Brayden and made those realizations that you're only getting one attack a turn brings it a lot more into balance. Because if I had been able to sling that thing around twice a turn, potentially dealing eight d ten damage without a crit that could get pretty uh, ridiculous pretty quickly. So yeah. I, I feel like that, that reloading limitation is uh, re- really keeps things in balance for, for a weapon like that. Um, but I'm glad I, it, re- it really changes the way you play a barbarian in that normally you want to be that guy who is up front and in the middle of things, but I've got a weapon that I can sling standard ranges, 120 long ranges, 360 feet. So I don't have to be anywhere near it to be, you know, pummeling things into dust, as you will. And so it, it kind of removes your tank a little bit from the fight, which is a bit of a detriment. So thank goodness our wizard is tanking for us. No joke. Let's um, combo well with uh, taking the sharpshooter feet and just getting that full, uh, getting that full 360. I had considered it. Plus, plus 10 as well. Mind you, I think I think we addressed one point as well was the fact that it doesn't combo well with a reckless attack. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, between and the other thing, you know, it's you know, looking at feats, I really needed to get my ability score increases to get up to where I'm at now. Twentieth level, I'm looking at either taking sharpshooter just to add more, you know, that extra plus ten damage could be useful. But at the same time, I'm also thinking I'll probably just go ahead and stack on that plus four I'm getting with Khan and just taking the tough feet to give even more hit points because that always sounds like fun um, yeah plus I got to do Minotaur things and 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 gora golem with my with my horns exactly and that's one big difference between like a normal tank like a paladin or a fighter or something like that with plate mail and a barbarian barbarians rely very heavily on their hit points whereas a paladin or cleric with heavy armor, something along those lines, usually has the AC to help, you know, buff that up a little bit. Yeah, I think I think you know if you are a barbarian that's you know in a campaign where you pick up some magical items and you can afford to spend points on feats, maybe not so much this one. Like you said, you get the sharpshooter, but there really isn't a whole lot that deals with you know outside of that. That's really your only generic ranged attack kind yeah. of buff. If you had a sling expert, kind of the same way you had the crossbow expert, where you know you get those kind of bonuses from that, maybe. But otherwise, you know, siege engine. I think you're really safe just taking the ability score increases over the feats. Like I said, regular barbarians, you get those magic items that can you know buff your con, buff your strength. Then you don't need to rely so heavily on your ability score increases and can choose to take those feats. Like some of my favorite, you know, great weapon fighter. You know, the, the Great Weapon Mastery and Savage Attacker combo is one of my favorite feat combos in the game because oh, yeah. it's silly, you know, maximizing damage as much as possible. But as it stands, I am thoroughly enjoying just 
being a living siege weapon, and I am looking forward so much to our level 20 where, yeah, I'm not going to be doing much more damage, but hey, I can eat all the hits. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and like you said, you know, depending on the feats <laughs> and your build, that siege league seriously becomes a weapon of mass destruction from, you know, if especially that sharpshooter thing. You know, like, really dependent upon how you build your character, you can seriously overpower that ability. And it's the, the, the other thing that, that a lot of barbarians benefit from that the Siege Sling doesn't is the Brutal Critical. Exactly. Because, you know, being that it's, once again, a ranged weapon, you don't get you don't get to add those crit dice because, I mean, 4d10 is already kind of ridiculous, but, you know, adding, you know, what I would have, I would have been adding two more d10 to that. On a crit, Another on thing to consider as well is the fact that you're basically also missing out on your um, uh, your increased movement, in a sense, especially if you're being so backline. So there's a lot of barbarian features which kind of fall to the wayside as a result. I did, like I said, I'm not, I'm not really trying to move or position a whole lot because it can just kind of become yeah. a, a, a fleshy turret of, of pain and not yeah. really have to worry about, you know... Am I in in that position to get the you know the, the the most benefit from this melee attack? You know, are my enemies moving away from me and I got to chase them down? No, I got 120 feet that I can just rain down destruction. Well, and this may be one of those very rare uh, classes that does fit the mid-range you know character archetype. So many of the classes are either ranged or they are melee. There's nothing in between. This character class does give you some of those features that would allow you to do both it does because like i said i'm still carrying around a great sword because i am still a barbarian if exactly. push comes to shove i can get up in the middle of things and so it's you know I, I do have that that versatility there that i do thoroughly enjoy so much in a game exactly and that would shine a lot more in a campaign than it does in a one shot despite my attempts to adapt these it's really hard to show some of those in the short i, I feel like if i hadn't crushed that tower i probably would have been wielding that great sword a little bit more often you know in some of those upper floors correct yeah because it was going to be a fight on the staircase <laughs> kind of a battle going up where it would have been nuts all right uh let's see we will move on last but not least to lydia hi i'm lydia offie you may know me from such homebrew classics as the commander or harlequin and other unreleased kind of mediocre pieces of homebrew now, before we move on, I want to give you a bit of a story here. You see, there was this little girl once, grew up in a small town called Erin. Erin, you know, didn't want for much. She was very timid and often got picked on by these three very mean bullies. Joey, Tim, and Don. They used to pick on her every day. And she would come running home to her mother and she would just hold her and keep her close and say, don't worry, you're going to get big and strong and you're going to teach those three people, listen, they're going to be so afraid of you. Erin took this to heart and she grew up, sacrificed a few infants and eventually became <laughs> a very proud cleric of Baal. However, her mother was a lying whore. Well, you see, Joey grew up to become a shambling pile of corpses who didn't fear anything. Tim grew up to become a freaking golden golem who didn't fear anything. And Dawn, yeah, freaking that whole thing was null and void. But, um, so in summary, uh, it's, uh, fear is useless and don't, don't, don't look at any of my homebrews ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing, like, I felt so bad. I'm like, oh God, the humanoids were up in the tower. That's why I directed you guys straight there. 
I promise you, Lydia, <laughs> you will get a chance to fear things without having to burn a channel divinity to do it. I promise. I'm sorry. There are ways of getting around creatures that are uh, immune to fear. You can. You just have to be kind of smart about it and realize the fact that not every enemy is going to be or timid. Um, same with if you have a poison build, you know, poison is going to be very easily made immune to. Fire, a lot of people like to do pyromancer builds, that's heavily resisted. So that's kind of something you have to be aware of going to this. And my mistake, of course, is just stacking everything into the thing for this particular thing. Uh, n n not remembering in my head, it's like, oh right. Uh, Bob is a cruel master who who giveth and taketh away. Yeah, and just as soon as I saw a humanoid enemy plump and, and not immune to fear, it, I watched it crumble before my eyes and fall from the heavens straight down to the plane of man where it scattered <laughs> and sh the shambles of a dream. So in, in summary, please... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, consider donating to your local causes and charities and think of me when you do. <laughs> In my defense, his one attack against that tower would have taken away more than half of that dragon's hit points. Well, do you know where that attack was targeted? Do you know where that, that, that crit hit? Right here, in my heart, right here. <laughs> <laughs> It all too serious. The spells you get for the cleric at level 15 are insanity. Yes. Uh, Holy Aura is freaking amazing. It was great. Yes. Uh, and having those sorts of buff spells to keep your party in, in sh top, tip top shape were great. You can combo that really well. Some of the charm and fear effects that you can get with a Terra Cleric, as well as just being a generic cleric, go really well with your ability to create huge disabilitating auras because at a point that was a 30 foot aura with yes. minus five to charisma and wisdom saving throws with reactionary disadvantage which can basically mean that that person in particular is going to do what you want when you get to get off it's it's quite a lot of fun but in my case you have to you have to remember is that bob has it out for me and he wants me to <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, you Southern Hemisphere people, keep trying to take over the guild. I've got to bring you down a notch with that. <laughs> Alright, but I have got to say, that debilitating aura, that disadvantage on so many of those saving throws makes any caster in your party that isn't reliant on deck saves so powerful. That aura is just nuts. You're not going to be doing too much damage aside from what your your standard cleric will do. It, it's not going to differ from, say, like a grave cleric in that sort of respect. But once you do get it going, and once you kind of find that niche in your game, and you have a DM that loves and respects you, then you'll be great. <laughs> Gosh, if only one of those existed. <laughs> oh, I've I know. Well, and that is one thing, though, that I, I really like about the terror domain, is like, if there was ever an anti-cleric, this would be it you know instead yeah. of buffing everybody with bless and you know giving them bonuses you know advantage to hit and all that kind of stuff you're kind of doing the exact opposite and just making your enemies you know go from that cr 15 clear down to like cr 8 because now they have disadvantage you know they're frightened they're you know all of these other kind of things it is the spun on its head cleric 
it's it's a very amazing concept if the people in your group are complaining that you as the cleric aren't healing enough you know you're not supporting the team enough just just go ahead pick terra domain and say screw them exactly you're not the <laughs> healer you are their god you decide if they live or die <laughs> that's better for me though exactly all right uh any last minute comments anybody has before we wrap up <laughs> Our- <laughs> all right thank you guys very very much for joining me for this episode next time we meet we will be uh level 20 oh my gosh powerful abilities and powerful enemies so i cannot wait for next game thank you all very very much for joining me this time for the homebrew review uh go ahead and say goodbye bye, bye. peace out my <laughs> udles Peace out, thank you. That's my line.